The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I am your host, Steve Haley, and I wish I had a better intro prepared for you today, but at least I'm not two bottles of wine deep like I was on Amy Ward's episode. That's right. I am coming in clean, sober, and drinking a very tiny little lager, and excited to introduce not just our guest, but my favorite co-host and yours, the one, the only, Michael Windsor. How are you today, my friend? Steve, you look so smart and handsome. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Thank you. And now, listen, I, I, I feel compelled to tell you at this moment that you also look smart and handsome. Thank and you. And that I love you very much. And that I'm getting just the littlest bit of reverb coming through my headphones. Is that okay? Well, no, let me turn it down. I'm, I'm, I appreciate you saying something. That means a lot to me. Okay. All right. I'm trying. I really you, am. You saw the emails I sent to StreamYard, right? Um, basically, Mike contacted our production uh, platform, StreamYard, and talked shit aggressively <laughs> in the email that he and I share. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm seeing these emails get sent back and forth, and I'm just reading about how much of a piece of shit I am. I didn't say like, you're a piece. I was like, our, our host has muffins for ears and can't tell the difference between a, between clean audio and a horse fart. Yeah. So this is also coming from the guy that, uh, you know, his idea of good quality audio is like orchestra level. He is one of these. Um, I'm sure I'm sure I'm not that hard to please. I'm sure all you listeners have heard of these savants out there. Uh, you know, some of them are famous chefs. Some of them are conductors. You know, some of them are CEOs that are such incredibly gifted savants in what they do that they become egomaniacs that go completely crazy and their perfectionist inner core does not allow them to accomplish any work because nothing is ever good enough for that. Um, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to say anything. Does that remind you of something? I'm not even going to say anything. I just, we don't have time. We're trying to get these intros shorter and we don't have time I to do this. I am so, so happy you brought that up. Usually guys, we do a little section here called what's new, but I'm going to take over this section to just say something very simply. We have heard you. You guys are sick of three and a half hour long episodes where Steve goes on and on and on and where we don't even get to hear from the guests and the tangents get out of control. So this is the only time I'm ever going to acknowledge it. Starting today, I'm literally on a timer. I have a stopwatch in front of me, <laughs> working off a timer, people. We are going to tighten these episodes to something a little more palatable. And we're, we're going to let our guests uh, and their wonderful stories shine, not Mike and I. So hope you that's guys a, have had fun a tall... through five-hour episodes <laughs> up until now, but it, things are about to change. I was going to say that's a tall order, man. Let's see if you can see if you can deliver. Let's start right now. Um, guys, as always, we thank you. We love you. We could not do this show without you. Seriously, you inspire us to keep going and to keep uh, bringing you great content and interviewing kick-ass bartenders like our wonderful guest tonight, Kyle. We'll introduce him in a second. Um, please, if you want to get more involved, all you got to do, listen to the outro. Mike and I have painstakingly written and rewritten it, and we have every last possible piece of information in there where you can get involved. The other thing that you can do is follow us on social at BRP Drink Along, and I'm going to throw that up right there at the bottom of the page. Look at that. There's the BRP. 
drink along handle for you. And you can always look at the episode description that you're listening to right now. Um, lastly, before we get into the show, Mike, stop laughing. This is a somber moment. This is a somber moment. Keep it together. Keep it together. Um, lastly, before we get into the episode, it's very important to us, guys. One of the things we talk about a lot on the show. Um, you know, this is a very difficult business when it comes to mental health, when it comes to substance, substance abuse. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't be coming back here, hanging out with us and enjoying the show. So please, if you're struggling, um, if you're just, you know, the shifts are weighing on you, the substance abuse and self-medication is weighing on you, take a minute, shoot Mike and I a DM, shoot us an email, and just, you know, let's talk a little bit. We're not professional counselors, but we've been dealing with a lot of the same things that you, um, you're dealing with. You know, we've been in this industry as well. And we're happy to just be a sounding board and, and talk it out. If you need professional help, um, do not hesitate, guys. Seek out those resources. Mike always, at the end of the show, provides some uh, professional counseling and mental health and substance abuse resources uh, for our listeners. So please take advantage of those. Um, Mike, wh what do you always say? Um, you know, the, the world is a more interesting place with you in it. That's very true. It's very true. And and we want you guys to keep coming back and join the show and having a ton of fun with us. So uh, that is my disclaimer. And now without further ado, and I can't believe this, guys, the whole intro is under six minutes. If you're out there and you're not driving, give me a round of applause. Um, without further ado, we have an incredible guest tonight. And I say that. Um, partially in jest because he was talking shit in the email, which is apparently the new place to talk shit to Steve um, <laughs> before the show. But we have Kyle Brown and the wonderful combination of Mickey's Stubby Bottles and Jaeger Bomb Backers. I don't know what this, this like sick, perverted Boilermaker trend that we've been on, but here it is. Kyle Brown. Okay, Kyle, welcome to the show. So happy to have you, brother. What's up, guys? Way to shorten um, that up, Steve. That was good. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. You know, I took it easy on you for a couple different reasons. One, I love your lid. You come in with the vintage baby blue Cardinals hat, birds sitting on a log, one of my favorite pieces of gear with a pink bill. I mean, that is a nice, a really nice lid. And I got to say, as a bald, I don't know if you're bald, but as a bald oh, myself, I, oh, you got lettuce coming up, coming out of every every orifice, man! It's oh my goodness! Beard. He's got he's got this beautiful curly mullet. This is nice. Um, no, but I, I appreciate uh, a sweet hat as somebody that has um, a weakness for hat collecting. So that's a nice lid. And despite your shit talking on the email, I knew that that was all in jest and it was playful. And I was like, all right, cool. We have we have a mensch coming on with us tonight that's just gonna have fun and cut it up. So. Yes, yes, man. It, it's awesome. I've uh, listened to every show, caught wow. up. Great cast for you guys, man. You guys are doing a great job. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, we couldn't do it without guests like yourself, Kyle. So we appreciate you yeah. coming on with us. <laughs> Kyle, no what's, problem, your, what's your initial impression about these uh, shorter episodes and me being on a time clock? I mean, I love to hear your rants. I'd love to hear you go on, man. But Don't you know, tell him that. Don't, don't boost three, his ego, three man. Hours. Our casts are a little too long, man. <laughs> All right, you heard it, from, you guys. You heard it from Kyle himself. Well, buddy, I love your big smile. I, I'm feeling your energy, even though we can't be in person right through the computer right now. And I'm so excited to do this with you. Um, 
you know the question I always like to start off with uh, with our guests on is why the fuck would you do this? Why would you come on this ridiculous show with these two degenerates? It just seems fun, man. It seems I can get out here and you know tell some of my stories and everything. Love hearing your guys' stories. Um, just seemed like it'd be a great time, man. Yeah, and I, I've got to cut in really quick, Kyle, because I think, Steve, a couple of these questions in the structure that were set up from the beginning of the podcast, I think they were attempts at Steve to fish for compliments from time to time. So yes, when it, yes, whatever, whatever Kyle said that he was caught up on the episodes, he didn't catch up to be on the show. Kyle has been a listener for a long time, and we are so bad about social media. I logged into Facebook last week and saw that we had this message from like months ago saying like, hey, guys, love the show. Great job. Keep it going. I'm like, oh, not too long ago. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> it could have it been months is the point. And so Kyle's been a longtime listener of the show. We really, truly appreciate the support, Kyle. The question that I want to ask, since you have listened to every episode... Could you give us one or a few of your favorite guests that we've had on? Oh, man. Uh, the Vegas tour was awesome. You know, gay uh, people who haven't been to Vegas probably want to go to Vegas. I've only been to Vegas once. But just from that, I want to go back to Vegas and mm. some bars and everything where where everybody is. Jeez, um, what was... Uh, I forget... The fireball episode a couple episodes ago. Oh yeah, Olivia yeah, was great. Olivia, Olivia, yeah, Olivia was, was a killer. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she was really great. And uh, so most strangely most enough, I was at I was at her bar last night. She wasn't there, and then all of a sudden, a magical fireball shot appeared in front of me. It was like it's like glitter or something. But uh, and, like and there was a, there was heaven. a special there was a special moment. You're finally on the show, and you and you got interrupted for Steve for the first time. So that's. That there's your <laughs> you get the re- <laughs> you are official, my friend. And and you know what's funny? Mike Mike shared obviously you mess you had reached out to us on Facebook. And when Mike goes, dude, oh my god, it feels so bad. This this uh, this guy who's been listening to the show, who's been supporting us, he messaged us on Facebook, and we just never got back to him. And my response was. Why the fuck would he reach out to us on Facebook? I was like, <laughs> I, I only I only use Facebook to sell uh, stuff on market. It's true. It's a pain in the ass. I get messages for our for our Facebook for the podcast, and it's like all it's like, hey, is that couch still available? It's like, God damn it, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I don't really do, I don't really do the gram, man. I really don't get on Instagram much. My wife, well, you know, tags everything, and she's she's the grammar. I'm just a you know old Facebooker, you know. Well, man, to each their own. And and look, I'm just happy you got to us. And we appreciate the support and excited to have you on tonight. So I don't want to get too bogged down because my stopwatch is dinging. Uh, And I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the drink that you brought on the show. I'm so excited to tell the people about the cocktail history tonight uh, for Mickey's Grain Alcohol uh, or a malt. Sorry, malt liquor. Mickey's malt Malt, liquor. Yep. Yeah. And um, but first, tell tell everybody why. Did you decide to do Mickey's Stubby Bottles, the malt liquor stubbies, and uh, Jägermeister Packers? Uh, Mickey's has always been a favorite. And listening to, you know, the cast and everything, um, you talking about Natty Bows, how they had the the puzzles on the on the lids. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yep. Uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I think Steve might like this. This might be good. And then, you made my uh, day, dude. <laughs> So that was, you know, like I said, it's a, it's an old favorite. Um, I normally, you know, do the forties, you know, just cause I'm an OG like that. Well, you got to, right? With malt liquor, you got yeah, to paper bag absolutely. that bitch. Oh, brown that, brown bag that bitch all the way up. 
Uh, but yeah, oldie, oldie but goodie. Um, and Jaeger's still the same thing, oldie but goodie. Uh, I actually quit drinking Jaeger for a long time. And then uh, me and my wife, we uh, hit up a bar one night, probably about five years ago. And uh, they had the Jaeger Raider pouring, pouring Jaeger bombs with, uh, you know, old school way. Straight down in the glass, shot glass, glass on glass, like. All right, here, take a chance. It might chip your tooth. And, you know. <laughs> and there, there's nothing colder than those uh, Jaeger Raiders. I love those things. And uh, right. when, when you say you had to quit drinking Jaeger, we talked down a couple episodes back how um, I had a partial intervention where some friends in college came to me and were like, Steve, look, we'll go out and drink with you, but you're not allowed to drink Jaeger anymore, dude. You are a menace. So I, I, is, I said that to and, Kyle in the emails when he sent the drink yeah. list. And I was like, oh yeah, Steve had to have a little invention, uh, intervention for the Jaeger. He's like, oh no, can we not, can we not do that? Tonight we're back, Kyle. We're back tonight, baby. But, uh, no, I, I'm so, up, but, uh, but that was also, that was also another reason. Um, um, it was kind of a, it was kind of a fuck you to see to you, Steve. So. Oh, thank you. It's gonna be a good episode. Right. Well, cool. We have Olivia <laughs> sending threats with Fireball. We got you sending threats with Jaeger. Let's get into it. So, how exactly do you do um, your Mickey's and Jaeger backers? Because I know you just told us you'd prefer to do the forty, but I have to imagine if you're ripping a Mickey's forty, you're probably not doing Jaegermeister bomb backers, or maybe you no. are. But. <laughs> No, so I mean the stubbies, of course, always, um, you know, throw it in my koozie. It's a beautiful then, little bottle, yeah. I've got to say, there's something, there's something so nice about koozies and like red stripes and stuff. I don't know what, yeah. just probably just because it's a little different, but I love drinking out of stubby bottles. And, yep. and natural, natural light, which we profiled on the most recent episode, that was another beer that for the longest time they used to make the stubby fat bo- glass bottles. And it always felt like a hand grenade in my mm. hand. I was like, you know, you just feel dangerous drinking one of them, you know. Um, but I, I love the stubbies. How do you do your your Jaeger bombs? Do you drop it in? Do you mix them together immediately? Do you do sugar free? Yeah. Do you do Sprite? How do you like? We, we mix it in. We mix it in immediately. I have my my own bartender over here. She's ah, you lovely. <laughs> this is my. This is our uh, bomb cup. Is what we call them. So okay. we fill we fill the Jaeger. It's about ounce and a half to about there and then is it though it is it though kyle <laughs> or is it like two or three ounces is it okay let's push two let's push two we'll say two <laughs> well yeah then we do that uh top it off you know the first one goes down real smooth second one goes down pretty easy the third one i start to sip on <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay so there there is a point at which you really do enjoy the flavor and you're sipping on it yeah Man, yep. I, I listen, I'm with you. I, I don't understand these people that don't love this beautiful German liqueur. I, there's something about that dark, rich, licorice flavor. And if you I used to love to mix it with just a little bit of Coca-Cola. Honestly, that kind of brown, sugary, um, uh, bitter quality of the Coca-Cola. I always liked it with it. But um, uh the, the at, at the time that I got hit with the intervention, I was drinking out of coffee cups. And that's when. Um, trying to be all in, did I get a laugh from your assistant there? Um, trying to be all incognito. Um, oh no, 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 it's not Jaeger. It's coffee. And then, uh, it very quickly was clear that it was not coffee. So, um, all right, well, why don't we pour a few of these up and, uh, and, and lift one in the air guys. Give me me just a second. Yeah. Take your time. Take your time. Um, 
Mike, while, while we're doing this, I got to say, so Mickey's is actually not distributed in the state of Maryland. I, I actually considered driving up to Delaware and getting it because that's the closest state to me that has them. Um, I ended up getting another product from the same brewery, a, a little light lager that they do that's also a malt liquor-based uh, product. Honest to God, my guess is it's Mickey's with a different name. It's like a Checkers <laughs> Rally's fucking situation. Um but uh, what about you? Were you able to hunt down the the stubbies? You're asking me? No, yeah, no I'm, I'm, unfortunately not. No, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's, that's it, 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 it's it's a curse of living in Pittsburgh, Kansas, because there have been so many drinks that I've not been able to partake in because we just don't have the uh, the reach out here. Kyle, Mike says that, right? You know, and and a lot of, we've had a lot of Amaris on recently, and of, and of course those might not be readily available to Mike. But we've done multiple episodes where Mike has been in person with some guests that like made their own like uh, raspberry infused tequila, b- peanut butter and jelly. Oh, that's true. Yeah, hacker shots and like you know, so he 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 says that, but he. He also got like a bottle of banana infused whiskey from one of our guests. He he's been blessed. None okay. of those were in Pittsburgh, Kansas. To be no, fair, no, they weren't. No, they no, weren't. they weren't. So, all right. Well, are we what, ready to raise a glass? Guys? I could have sent you guys some or something. Uh, <laughs> that would have been very generous. We're we're gonna need them at some point. So maybe at the end. Of the yeah, episode, it'd, it'd be we'll better than getting a Smirnoff ice in the mail. That's for sure. So cheers. That, that was cheers, great, guys. <laughs> and as yeah. we always say, don't just listen along. Drink along. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, and fuck Rowan, by the way. <laughs> I was wondering what Mike was waiting for there. <laughs> no, I wanted Kyle to say. No, look, uh, Kyle, check it He's out. In Kyle's eyes. I still, I still have my Smirnoff ice bottle from that night. <laughs> I kept that. So that, we yeah. Memorial, we had the memorial. That's great. Yeah. Well, Kyle, this is a great chance to uh, to jump right into our cocktail history or tonight our drink history. I was so excited to do a little bit of research on Mickey's. And you're absolutely right. You, you kind of tease the people about it. Um, I, want, I wanted to hear it from you too. So. Yeah, Natico <laughs> is near ready. and dear to I'm my ready, heart. And, the, and you know, besides, and I brought a can on just in case, uh, cause I know we're live streaming tonight, you know, from the land of pleasant living, it's got this beautiful little Natty Bow face. But the thing that always made the beer special was that underneath the, the cap, underneath uh, on, on the bottle section, uh, Mike, just leave it on that one. That's a good one. Just simple, simple. No, I know. Did you see oh. how it made? Did you see how it made all of our screens smaller, though? Yeah, yeah let's just stick with this one. Um, the great thing about Natty Bow is it had these riddles that were um, depicted in symbols, and it was kind of like a fun game. You know, every time you got a Natty Bow, it wasn't a great beer, but you got a little bit of a puzzle that you got to do with it and with your friends. And so when I started researching Mickey's, of course, I fell in love. You know, Miller Coors stole this from me. They took away the Natty uh, Natty Bow bottle caps with the pictures. But thank God, Mickey's is still running strong. If you love doing a puzzle, doing a game when you're drinking, thank you. <laughs> this man right on cue. The bottom side of the Mickey's bottle caps has these classic symbol games. So you have to figure out what the phrase is based on the symbol. Um, I can't quite see that one uh, very clearly, but I bet you can, is it people talk? People. So there's, four, there's four people. A there's, an arrow, there's an arrow pointing to the last person. Yeah. Last call. Oh, tell uh, telephone. Like the game telephone. Oh, I, th- I think Mike got it. Yeah, last I call. got it. Oh, there it is. Last person. Yeah. Line. There you go. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's how that it pretty easy. much works. And, <laughs> and there was a lot of nostalgia for me, right? So 
that's actually why I considered driving up to Delaware. I was like, I need these stubby bottles. It's going to be a fun thing that I'll get to do on the show. But alas, did not have enough time. The second thing that's fun for me is uh, as I got into researching this, I found out that Mickey's, uh, which was created by Sterling Brewing Company in 1962, is brewed in Evansville, Indiana. Just get out. out. Just a stone's throw down the road <laughs> from where my mother, my beautiful mother, episode 50, was born in Valparaiso, Indiana, which is nice. a really, which is just, I was like, you know what, this beer, it's, it's, uh, it's got roots where I got roots, which I thought was really nice. Now, as I did look deeper into the beer, Kyle, I started to read the description that the company uses to like, you know, categorize this particular malt liquor and i gotta say it sounds a little sexual so i'm gonna read it in a, in a very uh sexual voice for you in the audience right now it's a bright green barrel shaped <laughs> waffle ribbed wide mouthed 12 ounce bottle Ooh. Doesn't that feel nice? I know. You could put Why? that on a, co a condom wrapper and. Waffle ribbed. Um, what the no, fuck? What? <laughs> the, things that make, the things that make Mickey's famous is the quintessential emerald green bottle. Obviously, Kyle mentioned that it originally came only as 40s. They now have them in tall boy cans and the stubbies that we're drinking tonight. Uh, the logo that's quintessential with Mickey's is a hornet, it's on the top of the label. Uh, and on the top of the bottle cap. And again, these, thi these things called rebus puzzles, which is using symbols to create a puzzle game, rebus puzzles printed on the bottom of, uh, of the, the cap. Now, here's what, this is one of my favorite parts about it. As I, um, as I learned more and more about them, um, Mickey's was actually, you know, similar to Natural Light. They tried to use pop culture to really push it as a sub-premium beer. It was originally uh, produced as one of the, you know, one of these malt liquors that we're going to kind of try to profile as a light, easy drinking beer. Um, so Tom Waits, uh, the famous musician, yeah, actually, love Tom Waits. actually sang a, a song on his album Swordfish Trombones uh, about Mickey's. Um, and the lyric from the song is uh, his title character in the song uh, stopped at a liquor store, picked up a couple of Mickey's Big Mouths and drank them in the car down by the shell station. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, as okay. I dug just a little <laughs> deeper into the company, the one thing that I do have to say is a little a little cheeky about them, and I, I, I kind of laughed at their expense, uh, was their current slogan, okay? Um, right now, <laughs> Mickey's slogan is, Get stung! <laughs> because their logo is the horn which is honest to god when i think malt liquor not what i'm uh you know doesn't truly inspire me but hey if that's your thing if you want to get stung by a waffle ribbed wide mouth bottle say, you could you could put that logo on a condom wrapper to too and it would still yeah. work you know <laughs> to you. So, um if you go to mickey's website they do have all of their puzzles listed on there <coughs> with the answers uh i'm gonna put some of them up when we post the episode but i just thought that was so cool so thank you kyle it was a little piece of the nostalgia yeah. for me um 
So again, I don't have the stubbies, but I do have a Sterling Brewing Special. Let's raise one in the cheers. air. Cheers. Ooh, a Slipknot koozie. And I'm not going to say cheers, but I am going to say, get stung! <laughs> <laughs> you know what we should do is we should put some of the uh, puzzles up, and then whoever gets the answer first gets a sticker pack. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad. That's actually not yeah. a bad idea. The problem is, Mike, they could just literally look them up on. Yeah, but you know, honor system. If they, if, they, if they want some BRP stickers that fucking bad, I'll give them to them. That's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Kyle, you know what's next, okay? It's time for the drinking. All right, now this is like LinkedIn, but for the service industry. So I want you to tell us a little bit how you flexed in your restaurant career. So, question number one in this category is always like. How'd you first ever get into the service business? Number two, we want to understand what is the scope of uh, your service experience. So just rat-a-tat-tat all the positions you've held. And then yeah, number what, three is where are you now? Yeah, so, what, what, did, what did you say to me in the email, Kyle? You're like, my service industry career is old enough to drink. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Actually, it turned, it, it turns 22 this year. That's exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, started started way back when. Um, started as an expo at Red Lobster, actually. Am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to say names? Yeah, of course. All right, cool. Yeah, you can so even I'm, you can say fuck Red Lobster if you want. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean that was. I mean, it gave me my, it gave me my start, so I can't really say fuck them. You don't have to, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so started there. I started on the expo line, uh, making salads, dressing food, stuff like that. Um, and then actually, when I was twenty years old. Actually, I started serving, and then right around when I was 20, uh, they were like, hey, you ever thought about being a bartender? And I'm like... At Red Lobster? At Red Lobster. Okay. And they're like, uh, you ever thought about being a bartender? I'm like, well, I am now. (laughs) So a couple weeks later, they were like, all right, you're going to be a bartender. And I was like, didn't want to tell them, like, wait, I'm not even 21 yet, guys. Did you at least try to negotiate, like, uh, you know, free biscuits or something every night that you oh. work? You know, something like that. I hear they're pretty good there. They're kind of good. They're kind of good. But after working there, I think I worked there for like four years. Um, after that, it's like, fuck those biscuits. <laughs> fuck those biscuits. Hashtag fuck those biscuits. Um, I got I to gotta ask because, you know, we've talked to enough about chain restaurants on this show. What is it like being a. You know, what is the the aura of a bartender at a Red Lobster? Like, it's got to be sad, the people that sit at the Red Lobster bar. No offense, but I just mean, like, so like a guy that just got divorced on Christmas is going there to drink right. shit, right? Like, <laughs> I know they're eating a shrimp scampi, like, you know. <laughs> crying. Oh. Cheryl, Cheryl used to make shrimp scampi. <laughs> <laughs> crying into their dish, yeah. Um, actually, man, when, um, like, a Probably six months into it, they sent me to a flair bartending uh, class, and then okay. the they wanted all the bartenders to do flair and everything at the Red Lobster. At the Red Lobster is is this a Red Lobster thing or was this your manager's thing? No, it was a Red Lobster thing because we okay, did whole, we did the whole Fridays thing. Actually, we had like black and red stripes. Oh god, this and everything is like they wanted us to be like that. But my bar was probably eight feet long and i'm like how the hell am i supposed to flare this <laughs> right. I, I gotta say i never went to red lobster a lot as a kid maybe honest to god i could probably count on one hand how many times i've been there in my whole life 
um, the idea of somebody like juggling a lobster while they're like fucking flipping <laughs> bottles and pouring drinks and doing backflips and cartwheels is just, I would go more. I would have gone, is what I'm saying. But maybe it wasn't the worst business model. But no, it was it wasn't too bad, man. Uh we weren't we didn't really do any of that any of that shit because we just had a small bar. Like I said, it was probably literally I'd say nine feet nine feet by like six feet maybe. Mm. So there really wasn't enough room to do anything. We threw throw three people back there and it was just like, oh, oop, oop, you know. <laughs> so, so so from bartending at Red Lobster, did you hold any other positions there or what what were some of the other positions you kinda uh, graduated well, to so uh red lobster i did expo served and i bartended uh, move on to pretty much between um bartending and and serving is what i did um and previously in the last uh two years i was a bar manager okay all right nice um, so where, where are you now um right now i'm kind of i have um i'm at our amphitheater here in uh in, in, well, it's in Noblesville. I'm in Westfield, but it's in Noblesville. So I'm in uh, at the amphitheater, and then I also uh, distribute beer. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm kind of kind of in and out. Have uh, my foot out, kind of, still kind of in. What's the venue for the amphitheater? Is this like a concert venue? Yeah. Just, uh, or all kinds yeah. of events, that kind of thing? Uh, it's, it's all concerts. Uh, it's called Ruoff. Um, actually, I just did... Uh, this past Friday, I did, or this past Saturday, I did Hank Williams Jr. Oh, wow. cool. Is it out, outdoor, indoor? Outdoor. That's outdoor. killer, man. I'm thinking yeah. like Meriwether Post Pavilion for those of our listeners that are around the Baltimore area where it's got the big pavilion top. It's outdoor, maybe a lawn yep. or something like that. Bars Perfect. kind of it's around got that big. It's got that big pavilion and mm-hmm. then it's got a big, big hill lawn, you know, seats about 27,000. Know. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, it must be nice. I mean, you get free shows, right? So you get to bartend, you get to bullshit with people, and you get free shows, which... Uh, exactly. And I, make, and I make good fucking money. Yes. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. You got a Slipknot koozie. I don't know how thrilled you were about Hank Williams Jr., but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen. My, my, my music, it, it goes everywhere, man. Thank you, Kyle. As somebody that likes both Hank I Williams said, Jr. I said I don't know. As somebody that likes Hank Williams Jr. and Slipknot, okay, pretty passionately, it can be done. Okay. I mean, I can, I can change my koozie if you want me to. Okay. You got a Hank Williams koozie in there? I don't have a Hank Williams. <laughs> Let's stick with Slipknot. Now, and so you're, because you're in Indiana. So how far away are you from Indianapolis? Uh, 25 minutes north. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, nice. I'm in a city. It's uh, Westfield, Westfield, Indiana. Okay, nice. cool. Uh, I got a lot of One of the of fastest things. growing cities in America, actually. Hmm. Really? Really? Yep. Any For particular capital. reason people are just flocking to uh, that part of Indiana? I don't know. I have no idea what the reasoning is. Okay. <laughs> it's safe. It's quiet. Um, we have a big, uh, like, Little League park. It's almost like Cooperstown. Steve would know what I'm talking about. Mike, you probably wouldn't. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I know. I, is, this, I, is this a sports I, thing? Is this sports? <laughs> from what I understand, not too, far, not too far north of you guys in Fort Wayne, which is, what, about an hour, hour and a half north, right? Yeah, about an hour and a half. Um, they have a really, really fun minor league team. Um, I'm, I'm failing on the name right now, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I got roots in Indiana. Obviously my mom, my dad are both yeah. from, from the state. And, uh, I was going to ask you that too, where, where they were from. Yeah. They're originally from Valpo and crown point. So my dad, more of a, okay. a Chicago suburb guy being all the yep. way Northwest side of the state. But, um, 
you know, most of my uh, my mom's side of the family still lives around that Indianapolis area. You know, my my uh, memories as a kid was uh, going to see my grandparents and um, playing golf with my granddad in the golf course that was in the Indianapolis 500 track in the infield. They used to have that little <laughs> municipal course in there and going going to the uh, going to the museum to see all the Indy 500 cars. And it's a great city. It's it's really slept on a lot of the time. Mike. I don't, I don't, can you guys, can you guys yeah, hear that? Yeah, we can, we can hear the train. You know, it's Kyle, not just, it's not just the sound of the train. Yeah, there's an all drink, people. It's it not, not just the sound of the train. I think that's the sound of the gauntlet coming our way, too. It sure is. And it's time to get stung. <laughs> God, is <laughs> that right, going to be a theme now? <laughs> Kyle, we are now through the drinking, so you know what time it is, my friend. You've listened to enough of these episodes. You knew that this was inevitable. Are you ready? I'm ready. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Here we go. It's the gauntlet. All right. I hate that ticker effect, by the way. I love the ticker effect. We're going to let it run through so that we can also put up the questions, just like question number one. Yeah, I like Pet that. peeves and misconceptions, <laughs> Kyle. Tell us a little bit about your pet peeves for the industry, for customers or coworkers, or misconceptions that customers might have about the business. All right, yeah, I got um, I got a couple for it. Uh, first is it's not a real job. Of course, it's almost everybody said that, you know. Um, just to show that it is a real job, uh, my oldest daughter uh, goes uh, went to Ball State, and just through bartending and everything, I was able to help her out through college. So, you know, just through bartending and that was it. So when people say, oh, it's not a real job, like, well, ask, ask the one that went to Ball State. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you, have you paid for your kid's school? Are you still right. saving? Yeah. Right. Good for you. Um, so, I'm yeah. sure they'll turn out to be a doctor. <laughs> God. Uh, no, I mean, do you feel like that is delivered as a statement a lot or – you know, one of the ones I'm, I'm sure you've heard on the show is when people ask, is this all you do, right? Do you do anything right. else? That kind of thing. Um, do you feel like it's delivered more as a statement of this isn't a real job, you're not legitimate in some way? Or do you feel like it's uh, oftentimes more, uh, you know, do you do anything else? Um, you know what, especially being, being old school, um, like earlier in, the, in my career, I kind of looked at it as that, like, oh, this this is what you do. This is your job. I think now, as uh, the times get a little better, people get a little more knowledge of bartending and everything like that. They're starting to see that, yeah, this can be a career. Mm-hmm. You know, this can be a good, lucrative career. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah not not only lucrative, but it's something that a lot of people really enjoy to do, enjoy doing. Yeah. You know, I've I've been out of the game for a while now, and I can't tell you how much I reminisce on. And like sometimes wish I could like run away and go bartend again because you know I love what I love what my company and you know our family's company is doing but like man it's fucking tedious and a lot of times it's really fucking boring and it's paperwork and it's phone calls it's sitting at a desk and uh, serving and, and bartending even though it was you know a lot of times a lot more stressful was such a just a more enjoyable and exciting experience than than a lot of the other jobs out there. Absolutely, what I'm doing now, man. I'm I throw beer on the shelves, you know. I'm still, I still have literally have my hand in the business, but like 
to sit there and have I'm I'm by myself, so that's how I got caught up on all the episodes mm. and everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Cleaning and I, doing other shit I just, like that. I just right? throw the I throw the butt in and just listen away, you know. Um, and I'm like, man, I'd rather I would rather grind for 15 hours than do this for 10 hours, you know. Yeah. You know the the communication, the people, stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know. So some some of it is like you know how are you built right you know i've heard so many career bartenders say i'm not built for a nine to five right and maybe they're not maybe that's not just how they operate they don't like those hours they don't like the sunday scaries that you got to get up at monday at six or seven in the morning um you know the other thing that you hear a lot is uh yeah i like to work at night or um, I like to be on my feet. I like to be moving around. I don't like to be stationary. So some people are just built different, and this business really caters to them. But then I think the other thing is, uh, I think the other thing is, w- there's so many different personality types that don't fit the corporate or professional world, where they can be more expressive, more creative, and. Maybe they're just some bartender at some local place, but they feel more fulfilled in the fact that they get to connect with people. And I think that's really special. Um, I also think that this profession, we've talked about it so many times, is necessary. And I don't think we say that enough (laughs) on the show, right? Like the bartender- It needs to be on a billboard somewhere. (laughs) We call this the bartender rant podcast, but in some sense of it, this is like the hospitality leaders podcast. Like anybody that helps- other people have a good time is, uh, um, you know, a friend of the show. It's the sentiment we're trying to cultivate. And so that is thousands of years old. There's always going to be proprietors of fun in society, proprietors of community. Um, and the modern bartender, that's what it is. It is a necessarily outlet for people and you have to have it. So, um, it's nice to kind of realign people's thinking about it. Yeah, before we move on to the next one, I'm j- I am just genuinely curious, like, <clears throat> how often does that come up where people are like, you know, what else do you do? Or, you know, where, where they're kind of, uh, you know, second guessing your your career as a bar, you know, when you were bartending, how often did that really happen to you? Uh, like I said, you know, recently, in you know, the past few years, not as much as before. It, But before, you know, early years with me bartending, people were like, so what, what do you do during the day? I'm like, well, you know, I did this uh, five hours ago. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was here. Have you ever heard of it? How have you ever heard if you lean, if you're leaning, you're cleaning? I mean, that's, right. what, I, that's what I was doing. Have you ever heard about doing inventory or stocking? Like that's yep. what I was doing. So, yeah, I, I think that's maybe, and, and I, I know we're going to move on here in a second to question two, but you know, this is another thing that maybe we don't talk about enough on the show is all of the other aspects of the job that the customer doesn't see, right? The cleaning, the stocking, the preparing. You know, um, at the end of the day, you know what a restaurant is? A restaurant is an events business that is holding events every fucking day, right? (laughs) They need to be prepared. And how many times do you hear somebody who works in like event planning, somebody go up to them and be like, is this all you do? Is this your real job? Is this legitimate? You know, it, it's, um, it, it, I think people, because they don't see a lot of the behind the scenes effort that goes into making their food happen or making their drinks happen, they illegitimate, you know, they uh, delegitimize it in some way. Um, 
And that's uh, frustrating, but that's why we are here to set the record straight. Um, okay. Well, let's pop. I got, can I do oh, one go more? Go ahead, real quick? please. Yeah, yeah. Baby, so, it's your show. It's your show. <laughs> so, uh, you know, another one that's always said on here, especially from um, the female bartenders, is babe, sweetie, stuff like that. Mm. How the guests are like that. <clears throat> One of mine is when people were like, hey, big guy, because I'm, I'm a big oh, guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, big guy. Hey, Hawk. Right. Hey, Hawk. Can I get another beer? Like, dude, can't you just say, hey, man, or just wait until I come over to you? Yeah. <laughs> what? You weren't, you're you not flattered by Haas? <laughs> <laughs> what? Big right, guy. Right. Like, hey, Let's big guy. Like, yes, I, I am a big guy. Everybody sees that. <laughs> Kyle, I actually was just talking about this this past week about these uh, people who are like uh, absurdly tall in public. Like you, you see a guy who's like six, seven, you go up and he hands you a business card and he goes, Yes, I'm six seven. Yes, it's very tall. No, I did not play professional basketball. The weather is not different up here, right? And, and but it's funny because people like bother them because it's their first thing that comes to mind. They're not very yep. creative, so it begs the question: What is the like a common bar nickname that doesn't bother you? Like if I come in, I'm like, "Hey, Chief," you know, I, like Chief. I can do Chief. You you're good with Chief. Chief's fine. I, I can do Chief, but not big guy. Not big guy. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm like five, I'm five ten, like 300 pounds, man. Like everybody can see that. Everybody can see that. Yeah. Right. I, I love it. Cause this is, it's like, it, it's, it flips it on its head where like you said with the women, like, Hey, you should smile more. How you doing, sweetie? And yeah. that, I don't, I don't know if it's from my days uh, serving and working in the industry, but I, I won't name them. There's a couple people close to me that they mean it well, but when we go out, to eat and stuff they'll say like sweetheart and stuff to the women and they don't mean it in any derogatory way or they're not yeah. trying to be fresh but god it just ugh, it's like nails on a chalkboard every time i hear that when somebody's calling yeah. some woman they don't know sweetheart or honey or something like that like if you're like an 80 year old man that's you're like easy to push down i think that's okay i don't i don't wouldn't be as offended by that but it just sounds so weird but this is like the guy version like yeah hey big man hey hoss so that's that's a good note. That's a good and note. Mike, I mean, that's why we do the show. It's a roadmap. You know what I'm saying? That's why we're we're trying. Well, to you help know, the next out. time I go over to your bar, though, you know what I'm going to be saying to get your attention. What you Not no, say? I'm talking to Kyle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, big man. <laughs> oh, man you're going to get socked. You're getting socked. All right. Question number. <laughs> Question number two. Best oh, and yeah. worst tips. Now. These can be monetary, but I'm going to let Michael explain that. They don't have to be. Yeah. Uh, they can also be uh, just like, you know, sometimes you have a guest that you have a really good connection with. Maybe they bring you in something special. Maybe they leave a piece of advice with you that uh, means a lot to you. So it doesn't have to be monetary, though we do like hearing the monetary stories as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one of my other careers in a corporate restaurant, I used to work at uh, Joe's Crab Shack. Um uh, unfortunately, they closed a few years back. My store did. Um, I had this. I had these two guys come in, and they were they were a couple, I believe, and they were very old. And I like to say that like I believe they were like the first the first gay couple married. But <laughs> no disrespect or anything. Pioneers. They, they, yes, absolutely. They 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 invented this shit. Um, they were awesome. I cannot remember their names for anything. Lewis uh, and Clark. Go continue. <laughs> My wife used to work there too, and she used to work. She used to wait on them too. She's over here thinking what their names are. 
But um, so they would go on trips. You know, they would go on like trips every year, like a few trips. And every time they went somewhere, they would bring me something back. Yeah. Always gave me a Christmas gift. Um, tipped very fat, very nice. Um, but they would bring me, I got like a wallet from them one time. I got a bracelet from them with my name on it one time. Like, you know, um, so that was, that's one that really, that really holds with me with like the best tip. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think it was that started <laughs> that connection? Can you describe maybe some of the first couple times that they came in and either how you waited on them or. Well, I'm you know, on everybody. Gets, everybody gets the same service from me, man. I don't care. Yeah. Black, white, you know, straight, gay, whatever, you know, you're, you're a human to me. That's it. You know, so that's how I'm going to treat you. So, and I approach everybody with the same way. Happy go lucky. Like you said in the beginning, I got a big smile, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I got, I have a big smile. goes with a big heart. Uh, kind so i just gave them great service and every time they came in they sat in the same booth um most of the time they came in for lunch and i was the lunch uh bartender so um pretty much they didn't have a choice but to have me okay (laughs) so so some of it was the relationship growing over time right they were there while you were there and i totally get that right a lot of my regulars were thrust upon me i didn't I didn't impress them or pick them or give them right any special service outside of my regular service, but they were there when I was there. I guess, uh, you know, and in keeping with the gauntlet, I got to make this a little bit hard on you. When did you start to first see that relationship resonate though? Like, you know, you could tell that they appreciated the way that you made their meal special, right? Like did, did it it start to just be them opening up to you? Yeah, I mean, like our conversations opened up a little more. Um, like I said, my my wife worked there before me, so I guess, like you said, it was thrust upon you. They, she kind of passed them down to me. Yeah. When she went on, when she went on to a nine to five. Um, so once they knew, oh, you know, you're Nikki's husband, so uh, they're like, oh, well, awesome. So they treated me the same way that they treated her. Um, That's great. When I knew, when I knew that I made my own way was like one of their vacations. They came back and they had the the bracelet with my name on it. Mm. They're like, oh, we got you something. No, like, that's so nice. Oh, now, I, I, do, <laughs> I do have a couple questions. One, did your wife get any gifts from them? Only Just, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a point of contention? Was she jealous when you yes, brought home the yes, first gift? Yeah. <laughs> Only this, a little bit. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. That's so thought. That's so thoughtful of them. But I love that Mike like, goes to a nefarious place. Number you know? two. Number question. Number they two. They like Kyle better. They like Kyle better. <laughs> Everyone likes Kyle better. <laughs> Again, I'll, listen. I'll say it like I said off the bat. That smile will brighten your day. <laughs> In the snap of a finger. <laughs> All right. Question number two. What is up with the Midwestern Indiana man working at multiple seafood restaurants? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm glad you said I was going to ask him later. I was going to ask him later, but come on. I mean, is that just happenstance or, I mean, what's the deal? It, it, just, happened, it just happened to be that way. But Cra- funny, crab sh- Joe's Crab Shack needed another flair bartender I is what it was. Imagine, <laughs> hold on. I hold said, on, hey, I, I got the stripes already, man. <laughs> I have to imagine if I'm at uh, Joe's Crab Shack hiring manager and I see a resume shoot across my decks with Red Lobster flair bartender. I'm like, that's our man. He knows all about shellfish. So funny. 
funny you say shellfish. So the kicker to all this is I am highly allergic. No. No. <laughs> Come on. You do understand that's like me working at a rodeo. <laughs> at a rodeo. You that, right? Like, <laughs> like you understand that, right? <laughs> Steve, Steve is so allergic to horses that oh he put a pair of pants on that a friend of his had ridden a horse in. And, and he tell me. And, well, yeah, me tell me. and he broke out like they were driving somewhere. Oh, and Steve's like, sky. have I you been around horses or something? He's like oh, no. puffing all up. They had to like go to Wal they had to go to like a Walgreens emergency and like get a bunch of Benadryl. And I'm not kidding. I got I stripped down into my boxers and I literally wiped myself with baby wipes. And because I couldn't get to my back. I made my friend in the parking lot of this Walmart wipe dirty Tom, wipe my new father, wipe my back down with baby wipes. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah, I, so, I like to live on the edge, man. You know, apparently. So, did did you ever have any situations at Red Lobster or Joe's Crab Shack where you like had an allergic reaction? Did you ever do it intentionally to get out of a shift? Oh, I love where your head's at. I love where your head's at today, Michael. <laughs> Thought about it many a time. Many a time. I was like, man, this shrimp looks really good. <laughs> now, <laughs> awesome, man. Like, I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> now, do you, do, I, 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 I don't know how, how you said you're very allergic, right? Yes. So, like, yeah. have, have you, like, you found out, did you find out from eating shellfish? Well, so it's not just shell. It's not all shellfish. I can eat the shit out of crab. Okay. Crab, I can eat all day. Um, mussels, clams, all that stuff. It's just shrimp. It's just shrimp, and I'm assuming yeah. you probably like shrimp too. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that I do. Yeah. It's just been so long since I had it. Yeah. Um, you know, when you say reactions, uh, so they Joe's Crab Shack had like a peel and eat bucket, and uh, people just peel their shrimp throw it in the bucket mm -hmm. and you'd have to like clear it we had this we had this nice patio overlooked a lake and everything hot day so busting off a table you know picking stuff up put my finger down in it go take it back you know about five minutes later come back my thumb is literally like like will smith and hitch man like, <laughs> yeah yeah huge <laughs> Oh my god. That's, that's incredible. I just I love that you yeah. picked those two places to work knowing that. That's <laughs> you incredible. Are, you're a maniac. You're a maniac. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Question yeah. number three. I, and by the way, how, I don't mean to interrupt, but listen. Michael. <laughs> worst drink orders. Okay? Now, these can be the worst drinks a bartender's made for you, the worst drinks you've seen in the wild, the worst drinks somebody orders from you. You know, any any you know, uh, uh, any variable here, right? But worst drink orders. Now, Mike, interject. Oh, no, I was just going to say, how are you liking the bell? I, I like it. I, I think it's I think it's a nice touch. I think it it's like, it's, like, it's, it's over. It brings no more us talking back about the question. <laughs> it brings us back, right? Yeah, right. It, it, the fucked up thing is he's like, all right, Mike. It's like, you're all right, fine. Um, uh, worst drink orders. Let's get into it. All right, come on. <laughs> So you've listened to the show, though. You, you, it's like Steve said; these can be the ones that you're judging people for ordering. Um, uh, but again, it could also just be the worst drinks to make, or the worst drink that another bartender's ever made for you. Uh, so we will go with my number one: anything with Tito's. What? <laughs> and I, I hate vodka, but what? I I despise Tito's drinkers. <laughs> oh, the people! I see. The I people, see. not the 
This is this is pretty inflammatory right now. I think you know. There's a lot of listeners. They're probably freaking out listening to this right now. Enjoy, enjoy your Tito's. Just don't be a dick about it. <laughs> you know. So it's it, go on. Yeah, sorry. When you know when Tito's made their big surge and everything, and like not all bars had it. I worked at a couple places that didn't have Tito's. So people would come up and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'll have I'll have a vodka soda." I'm like, "All right, cool. What kind of vodka?" They're like Tito's, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I don't have Tito's." They're like, "What? <laughs> you don't have Tito's? They would How judge you, you for not having it in stock." See, yeah. I thought you were going to say that they come up and order a Tito's and vodka. Oh, I've had that. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask? And I'm I'm presuming here, so forgive me, but is it is it the elitism? Is it is it the like? Uh, I drink Tito's, and I only drink Tito's on yes. my veranda. It's handcrafted. My purebred great game, which is Absolutely. so strange because Tito's is an American-made vodka from fucking Texas. I, I don't think of, like, the rich and famous when I think of, like, Austin, Texas. I think of a bunch of bohemian hipsters that were like, hey, we're going to undercut the vodka market. But, man, I, I mean, even the branding is Americana. It's not, like, it's it's not high-end club, right? Don't, but, get me, uh, don't get me wrong. It's it's. I mean, it's a decent vodka, you know. So it's it's not the vodka; it's the people who drink it. <laughs> so like I said, when it, you, when it when it made first made its surge and everything, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, you don't have Tito's," I'm like, "Answer me this question: What did you drink a year ago? You know, what was your go-to vodka then?" Stoli. You're right. Okay. Cool. I got Stoli. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, let me ask you this: because you, I mean, you already know it's coming, right? I mean, I'm gonna need you to describe to me what the quintessential Tito's drinker looks like. And I, I'd like you to do it Mike just while ignoring <laughs> how loud Mike's bag of fucking corn sorry, cob I'm tobacco sorry. I'm sorry. is making on this fucking oh, podcast right now. Mike, turn your microphone off while you fucking pack your corn cob pipe, you Kansas fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry now is the like time that. you couldn't have pre-packed that bitch. I, I, didn't... I, know, I know every. He's about to keep it. He's gonna light. He's gonna do the whole fucking. Thing. It's an art form, Steve. I okay. Know, I love it. it. I enjoy it. But let me tell you, the bag. It sounds like you're crinkle chipping us. I know. I'm sorry. I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> All right, so do us a favor. Mute your microphone while this this guest of ours, who it, it's supposed to be his show. He knew what he was getting into, to be fair, okay? We promised him a tighter show, Mike. We promised. All right, Kyle, <laughs> describe to me the average, the quintessential Tito's drinker, at least in your eyes, right? The All person right. that you don't like. Don't be nice here. The person you don't like. Stereotype them. Oh, dude, I got the—I have the perfect. I have the perfect one. I need a, a fake uh, name too. I'm just gonna tell you now. I need a fake name. Well, we'll say, let's call her. Karen. Not Karen. That's the original. Um, let's do. Her name is what is it like? Stephanie. Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia Stephanie, somewhere around there. She's got the uh, the tennis skirt on. Okay. You know, and the you know she just got back from the from the racquetball court. Okay. You know, looking looking kind of sweaty, a little bit, and uh, she comes up and she says, "Hey, can I get a Tito's and soda with extra lime?" Like, all right, 
Well, when she says extra that. lime, how many limes are you thinking? And how many well, limes is she yeah, actually? A plate. <laughs> a whole, a whole plate. Sometimes I want to just take a whole lime and put it on yes. top and then hand her a knife and be like, whatever you do with this, just don't come back up here, okay? Yes. Um, but, yeah, you know, she's, you know, she had her uh, weekly tennis session before she went and picked up the kids. You know, so before she goes and picks up the kids, she has about three Tito's. <laughs> in that line. I do <laughs> like to think that the soccer moms, you know, especially the ones I hate, that they're drinking before they pick the children. I do oh, like absolutely. to think. It makes me feel better as a person. <laughs> God know? damn it. Those poor kids, they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me tell you. Let me you know, tell like, you. Can I get one to go? I'm going to uh, be sitting in this line for like 30 minutes. <laughs> and, um... You know, uh, any any other descriptive features like uh, what is what are their tips usually like these uh, Tito's drinkers? A uh, dollar a drink. So they'll have, you know, okay. they'll have three. They'll have three drinks. It's three bucks. But they're, you know, the total bill was like, you know, 28. What if you don't have Tito's? Then how are they going to tip? Oh, they know. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And that's how you know. That's how you know that they are truly a Tito's drinker. There's there's a bumper sticker for you. I only tip for Tito's. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do let me let me clarify this too though. I think the Tits and Tito's podcast will be great. Shout out. You know what? I'll send I'll send you I'll send the the first episode is up on our Patreon if you want to check it out. Um and but I'll send you Kyle. I'll We're send you send the you a I'll send you the raw cut. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the dude because honestly, they are fucking hilarious. I don't really listen to comedy podcasts, and their shit have me cracking up the entire Kyle, time. Mike and I are not on the show at all. It's an hour straight, just straight. It's like somebody going zero to sixty. It's a perfect little hour of just <laughs> absolute ratchet nonsense. These girls That's are awesome. hilarious. And then on top of that, we did add some additional production elements uh, than with our show. Obviously, we're using the bell now, which is very exciting. But uh, for Tits and Tito's, they have these awesome transitions that kind of add to the comedy. It's an unbelievable show. We're going to send you a raw cut, but we got to get more people listening to that. And the girls, I, Mike, I haven't even told you this yet, but I spoke with them today. They are scheduled now for episode two coming up in about a week. Fuck so, yes. Hopefully they, back on the <clears throat> hopefully they take forever. I want them to keep creating content, but hopefully they take forever to like get their channel set up so we can just keep reaping their content for our Patreon. Yeah, you know great. what I mean? I mean so I, that's, that's kind of the I goal here. That. I would love that. All right. Question number four. <laughs> Ultimate mistakes and fuck-ups. Now, listen, these can be yours or your coworkers. Um, by the or, way, or um, another uh, server or bartender you've seen out in the wild somewhere. Thank you. Thank you. And um, by the way, if I didn't mention the bell at the beginning, we're doing the bell now, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's what um, I was going to say that earlier, I, and you got all I mad. I actually yeah. meant to say it in the <laughs> intro, but I had myself on a time clock, and so I kept it so tight I forgot about the bell. We're going to try the bell. If you guys hate the bell, DM me. Okay, that's. I like. I like it. I think it. I like I, the bell. I, it also gives you something fun to do, and I think yeah, that's I nice. It's gonna help my ADD. Frankly, it's, I think it's gonna keep me a little bit more focused. Um. All right. Ultimate mistakes and fuck ups. Yours, your coworker, somebody else. Hit me. Uh, quick one. Everybody's done it. Uh, spilt a drink of uh, a tray of drinks on somebody. Hmm. Yeah. You of know, course. it was classic. Her, it was her birthday. You know, my bad. Oh. How old? 
Oh, uh, I can't remember. It was back in Red Lobster days, man. That but was... like, but like, <laughs> ten year old or uh, like sixty five. No, no, she, she was definitely. They were uh, of age. She was. In, yeah, they were of age. They were in the twenties for sure. Okay. What was, was this much, shindig was like? Break. A lot of people out for a nice dinner at the Red Lobster. <laughs> oh, no, it, was, it was a lunch. It was, uh, you know, like business casual because they were okay. on their lunch break. Mm. Okay. She had to go back all wet. She had to go back to work. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> how, did how? She, how did she handle it? She was really cool about it, actually. Yeah. From what I remember. Yeah. How about the rest and of the people just... at the table? They were cool about it, oh, too? Were they, they upset? Or... <laughs> oh, that's nice. She's well-liked. She's well-liked. She's well-liked, exactly, yeah. Now, this is something we haven't talked about on the show for the longest time, but how did your tip fare after you spilled the drinks on her compared to what you oh, normally think you would have got? I can't remember, man. Yeah, okay. We were just curious. because I mean, it, like, it was probably like a party of five of them, you know, hitting, eating off a lunch menu, having a, having a drink. Um, I'd say it was still probably about 20%. Yeah, we've just talked about it because the the, 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 pit, the pity tip. Sometimes you know I've been in those situations where I've spilled like a martini on a guy, and they ended up tipping me so much better. It, it literally makes you wonder <laughs> if you want to start spilling drinks on people on purpose because just start fucking up. Oh, yeah, you, <laughs> eventually we're gonna have a listener that's yeah we're gonna have a listener that's brave enough to try this one of these days and intentionally <laughs> spilled like spill drinks on people to see how their tips fare. So it's gonna be amazing. Um, All right, I gotta, well, well, I do oh, have go to. I do got to ask you this as a follow-up question here. Um, how many drinks were on the tray? I need. I need to understand a volume of liquid that we're working with. Here. It was probably about six drinks, mostly water and a couple cocktails. I think. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. get you pretty wet. You know, that's at, <laughs> that's at For least. Sure. I, sure. If I'm doing my conversion right, I think that drinks to water balloons, six drinks to water balloons is about uh, like a, probably about a two to one ratio or like a one to two but you're, ratio. You're, We're what? talking about 12 water balloons. That Your you water balloon ratio? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm just thinking how much liquid is in a standard like glass of water in a cocktail. And I have to imagine I could fill at least two and water, water balloons. And water balloons is your metric that you're going to Listen, This I, is well, like those memes well, where it's like Americans will use anything except the right, metric system. Like, I'm not a smart man, okay? I'm not particularly good at math. But I'm just saying I can do a... I can do a water balloon volume conversion, and I think it's about, I think it's about two to one water balloons to drinks. I think that's about where we're at. All right, there's all right, another, another, there's all another all drink. drink. Cheers. All drink in the air. Get stung. Yeah, and, have, if, you're, and if you're driving and this is your second Jaeger bomb, it might be time <laughs> to think about pulling over. Right. Pull over. <laughs> Call an Uber. All right, so you have another uh, one for this category. I do. So uh, this is in my managing days a couple of years ago um, where I worked. They We did a lot of big parties. And, and, you know, most people, they just put their name on the books, you know, and they had, it was like 50 people. So everybody starts filing in and everything. And they're like, oh, we're with, I forget what the name was, but we're with, we're with Joe Schmo. We're with the Joe Schmo party. I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys are in the back room. You guys are in the back room. One guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, yeah, um, he's like, I put all this together. And I'm like, OK, cool. Right on, man. Oh, my name's Kyle. I'm, you know, I'm the manager on duty right now. Um, are you Joe Schmo? And he's like, oh, no, Joe Schmo died. We're we're uh, cel- we're celebrating his life. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why would you put the reservation under the name of the dead guy? Right. <laughs> Why would you do that? That is so fucked up. 
I'm like, I'm like, uh, um, uh, I don't. I don't know where to go from this. But. This is not a funeral parlor, sir. We don't, we don't make reservations to people who are dead. I'm sorry, I cannot seat you until your entire party is here. So go dig that motherfucker up and bring him on down to the Red Lobster. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, no, not everybody's here yet. All right, we're still waiting. Yeah, dude, I felt, I felt horrible on that, man. But then also I was like, why are you putting – or do like, you know, the celebration of life for Joe Schmo. You know, yes, way, on the on the reservation. You know, so this guy yeah, comes give in. Give me some and, context, right? Right, and I think he was taking he was taking care of the whole tab and everything for everybody. And I'm like, oh, so you're Joe Schmo? And it's like, no, no, he we just left his funeral. Man, <laughs> God, that that is that's a fuck up on the customers end, though, yeah. Kyle. That is not your fault. Well, in 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 the customers' defense, I have to imagine that when. How well, okay, so you have to understand. I don't even have any more water in here. So you have to understand. I'm sorry. The quick aside, uh, a Canadian company just bought Kansas City, Missouri uh, Rail. So they are doing all this. It fucking sucks. Basically now, instead of what we used to have to deal with, there's like these five-mile fucking trains that'll park for like 30 minutes. So I have to like plan my route accordingly. It's kind of a pain in the ass. So, But it's at least some more drinks for you and the listeners. So. While we're on this particular tangent, before I ask Kyle the next question, are you aware of how many birds chirping Kyle and I can hear coming from from? Dude, my the AC well? is out, and you're just gonna have to deal with it because it's fucking hot in here. I just want, hey, hey, I'm not getting mad. I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that if listeners are hearing the flutter of woodland creatures. Setting the ambiance for this episode. Yeah, it's, it's not very far away. Yeah, Mike's air conditioning is out. Okay. You, so, you think uh, it's a problem for you, Steve? No, you think it's no, an issue for you? Is that what you think? Theater of the mind. My Just friend. rub it setting in. No, I I like the birds and I like the crickets. I, I think it adds a whole little extra element I to like the podcast. Too. But I'm sure there are some people asking themselves, why is the only time I don't hear birds a chirping is when the train comes by? <laughs> and it's because the fucking train scares them away for a second. There they are on cue. Coming right back. S- send us your DM. If you can name the birds, I'll send you a sticker. So <laughs> <laughs> He'll send you a dead bird in the box. Watch out. Now, wait. I, I have one more question about the, ulti- the ultimate mistakes and fuck-ups. For Joe Schmo, did they have a cake with Joe Schmo's face on it? Do you... No, they did not. Okay, just had to ask because that that happened on one of the other. Take of a dead man? That's not. That's, that's not that happened on a, that happened one of the other episodes. Right, Kyle, I don't usually do this, but I I've been thinking a lot about my own death and my own mortality. Not in a bad way. I'm actually really excited for my funeral. I think it's going to be a party. So I do have to just before we move on. I have a such question. a fucked up statement. I have a question to ask you. Okay, so. Um, not only do I want my funeral to be a party, right? I'm going to have a live band. You know what I mean? We're going to, we're going to have a lot of fun activities, but one of the things I want to do is keep saying we're like, you're going to be there and be a part of it. I want to do, I want to do a silent auction of like all these crazy things. Like I'm not talking about possessions, right? I'm talking like it's an autographed picture of me with a thumbs up showing my ass tattoo and underneath it's like Steve Haley and his ass tattoo, right? And I think that would be fun. Like somebody could then own that autographed picture. But I was, so you talking, live on forever. I was talking this out with a friend the other day. And here's my question. Kyle, if you attended my funeral and one of the items that you could bid on in the silent auction was my middle finger, <laughs> 
completely preserved and encased in a nice glass case. And it said like Steve Haley's middle finger, you know, 1990 till whatever. The How's it in case? Like what? Formaldehyde? Carbonite? What? I don't know. Maybe we'll put it in like a, a policy. Like a you know, I'm just saying there's science. Okay. There's science and shit. I just, just is, pickle it. Just throw it in a pickle jar. It's pickled. It's preserved. But it looked great on buy, my shelf. You buy yeah, my middle finger. How much did you bid, Kyle? Oh man, why are you gonna put me on the spot like that? You don't. I mean, I I just curious. Would, would would you even consider bidding on it? Would that be an interesting? I'd bid? I'd easy. I'd put five hundred down. There you go. Right, you get to have my middle finger. Five hundred one. Fuck you, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows how to play the prices right. It's this guy, Bob Barker. You son of a bitch. All right. Question number five. Health code violations, Kyle. Now, be careful, as we always say, protect the innocent. And the guilty. Right. Especially the guilty. This one, I, you know, I was, I was questioning the wife on this, too. Like, what, what, kind of, what kind of violations have we had? We've worked in some pretty decent places. Of course, there's always been, uh, oh, drop it on the floor, throw it back in the fryer, throw it back on the grill. <laughs> you know? The floor spice makes everything nice. <laughs> one one that i did come up with was and mike you might not like this one uh there was a girl that we worked with that would definitely take to-go boxes of people's food and keep it for herself that's one Okay, wait, wait. She would take she would take customers to go boxes. No, she would take the, their food from their plates and put it in a to go box. For Why her. wouldn't Whoa, I like that one? Wait, it sounds like this girl and I would be good friends. I thought you meant like I thought you meant like you give the customer a box, they box it up, they forget it, and she takes that. You're saying that they left it on the plate and she deliberately would package that up and her take own, it home? Her own to go no. Box. Yes, but no. come on. Give it some context because I guarantee she's taking home like fillets and shrimp yeah. and oh, cheddar biscuits. Pops open a bottle of Tito's. She's taking it to the face. Yeah, let Ky fucking... Kyle, what is she What is she oh, taking home? Gosh, that is foul. She was she was homeless for a little bit, so she was going through a hard time. So. <laughs> She's a now survivor. She's a survivor. I mean, Kyle. Now I feel bad. Now you got me all fucked up. I'm not trying to make fun of somebody that's still. But you're a server, though. I mean, you're a server. You can stop at McDonald's on your way home. But <laughs> tell me, what 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 kind of stuff did you see her put in there? Crab legs. Mm, see. Burgers. Burgers. Yeah, that's a little partially eaten. Partially eaten. But yeah. She would, she would ask for a new bun. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. <laughs> no, it is too bad. Yes, it, that's fine. That because you can micro. Why is that your reaction? Because you be you can reaction. microwave it, and you can microwave it for sixty no. seconds, and it literally kills all the bacteria and shit. You're fine. No, she could have not had a herpes flare up that day, and she ate off the burger. <laughs> so, Listen, you cut, you cut, you cut no. the little bits where they bit off of it Everybody off of there, shut up and then you start muting people. Listen, the 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 um. Uh, ghost voice that you can't even see a face for the lady that is the only person talking reason right now yes yes I don't I haven't even met you yet but you're absolutely right that's insane that's insane what you're doing you can get, get a, a whole now. burger you introduce yourself yeah come on the people yeah. want to see you've chimed in enough at this point let's get let's at least get a hello from from Kyle's lady 
There she Hello. is. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you, Nikki. Nice to meet you, Nikki. And the bar flies watching. <laughs> Nikki, thank you for being the voice of reason. Because look, Mike, you're it's absolutely not right. Talk, but <laughs> does a microwave have the ability to kill bacteria? Does a fryer have the ability to kill bacteria? Absolutely. But you work at a restaurant, get a new patty. You have that ability as well. Okay. You don't I need think to she's left other with enough of the cooks. Food. <laughs> I was gonna say she's the, the left with enough of the cooks to get a free burger or like Thank the kids. You. The, the, yeah, well, Thank I you. I did not I did not ha I was never in the good graces of the cooks. Now, also, I want to clarify before people before people just sit here and judge me and be like, oh, how nasty. <laughs> I was very strategic about what I like. If somebody ordered a fucking filet mignon, a thirty dollar steak. And then they ate a little bit off of it. I'd cut the edge where they had eaten off, and I'd take that shit home, and I would microwave it. I'd fucking eat it. So I'm sorry. You can judge me. I I think that I I'm helping I'm save now, the environment. I'm now, I'm now and judging you for something else. You just said that you would microwave a fucking. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably the worst part of that. I have good left leftover steak. It's going into a cast iron skillet, and we're bringing it up to ten. But the idea that you're gonna okay. That's Hit the worse. fucking just can yes, you ring can you ring worse. the fucking bell again, please? <laughs> can we I got, I got one more. Okay, he's got one more. One more. This man, this isn't as bad, but we did have um there were a couple ladies that worked and they were like really big dog people. They had several dogs. So leftovers they would scrape into their own little box and take it home. They said they would take them home to the dog. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure one, they there did. Was one, there was one lady That's that was like cover. really questionable, but you know, she did a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> now, on that note, on that wait, note, wait, 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 wait. Before you move on, I've just, I've got. It's, it's fuck it. My reputation's already ruined now. Everyone knows how <laughs> disgusting I am. Uh, so I swear to God, I've gone out. I get the frugalness from my father. That's where it comes from. Uh, I've been out at restaurants before and a table would get up and leave and they would leave all this food. That's not how we were raised, by the way. We ate everything that was on our fucking plate, but they would leave all this food on the table on their plates. And my dad would be like handing us a napkin or something. He's like, go get that for the dogs. So we would literally as children be going over to the other table, picking food scraps off of a plate Mike, to bring home to our dogs. Mike. I am I, I'm so appreciative that you share that Bill and Origin story because <laughs> look, I'm a cheap bastard too and I get it from my father. As a child, I'm not kidding. We used to go ask the neighbors if they had any like discarded wood that they were not using anymore. And my dad would either repurpose that wood. Now that seems normal, right? But the thing that he would make us do is if the wood had any hardware, nails, screws in it, pry them out. Painstakingly take them out wash them, make them straight again, and reuse hardware. To this oh day, God. I don't see a piece of hardware that I don't love to be like, throw it in the toolbox. I'll God. use that someday. Oh. Those, are good, those are good nails right there. Those are good nails. Those are good nails. <laughs> those are something one day. So I get it. I, I appreciate you sharing that because I understand where the, where the roots come from. Now, it's time to shut down the first half. Kyle... An unbelievable first run at the gauntlet. Guys, let's take a quick halftime break, and we'll be back with the second half of the gauntlet in just a moment. This episode of the Bartender Ramp Podcast is brought to you by CIC PowerBox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jumpstart. 
Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC PowerBox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC PowerBox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerBox.com to view our product line. CIC PowerBox. Wherever you go, go with power. Welcome back, Barflies. It was an incredible halftime. I shoved chips and salsa into my face at an alarming rate. I unhinged my jaw like a pelican, and I just started sucking them down like they were. What was uh, what was the description of the uh, Mickey's at the top of the show? Get stuck. Uh, oh, like a the ribbed mouth. big mouth. Uh, ribbed big mouth bass. I mean, basically like that. It was pretty disgusting. Um, anyway, happy to be back. It was a ton of fun. The first half of the gauntlet with Kyle Brown, and now we bring him back in for the second half. As always, before we get started, Kyle, you know what's coming. Got an important question for you. Ranch versus blue cheese, motherfucker. Answer <laughs> the question right now. All right, this is no-brainer. Give me the stinkiest, chunkiest blue cheese that you have. Mm. My man. Please. And if it's, if it's homemade, My if, brother. If, it's, if it's house-made, give me, just bathe me in it. <laughs> Love it. You know, thank, thank, thanks to Olivia's episode, we want to do a new shirt that's uh, just blue uh, blue cheese bitch. Because she said that, and I thought that rang true. And then what was the other one you wanted to add for the ranch people? Ranch ranch slut and and, and blue, uh, ranch whore. Yeah, and ranch whore. And blue cheese bitch. I think those are the two monsters. Was, was it on here where I heard that uh, ranch was called sorority sauce? Yes, yes. <laughs> I can't remember who's... white people sauce. That's yeah. been like the common one for the longest time. Can't, I can't remember, can't remember who called it sorority sauce, but that was pretty good. I'm so happy you get... made it. And a very important distinction, right? Mm-hmm. We've had actually even a few blue cheese lovers come on here, or the doubles, right? I like ranch and I like blue cheese, but not necessarily both, uh, or uh, not necessarily uh, chunky blue cheese. I am so happy you said, give me the chunkiest, stinkiest blue cheese you got, dude. Oh. I want to <laughs> choke on my blue cheese. I want it to God. taste like I'm drinking wet gravel, okay? I want, I want the big fucking chunky nasty blocks of cheese in there i want to try to snort it and choke because one of those blue Jesus. cheese fucking rocks went up through my nose and into my esophagus it's getting a little esophagus. little erotic you know here I mean? Steve. that is the way i want it. Yes. <clears throat> now, don't, okay don't get me wrong though i am i do like ranch and actually we just had ranch for dinner tonight yeah. Just ranch? <laughs> but, yes. With a spoon. Ranch too. We were doing the shots. But I want I want to make my own ranch. If it's mm. house made, if it's homemade ranch, you know, give me the Hidden Valley packet, buttermilk, mayonnaise. Yeah. Well, you you heard about our brainchild from one of the most recent episodes, right? Blue cheese flavored ranch. It's gonna be a, that's gonna be that's a what it, fuck the podcast. That's what's gonna make us millionaires, dude. Yeah, Just blue cheese yeah. flavored ranch <laughs> and ranch flavored blue cheese. We need to have both. No, you both. can never. Don't do that to blue cheese Mike, for God's Mike, sake. No, 
Mike, in the words of Michael Jordan, Republicans buy sneakers too. And just because I'm a blue cheese lover doesn't mean I won't sell to those fucking heathens. Okay? Fine, you can call I'm it that, but it's take their money. It's gonna be the same sauce in both containers, okay? Even better. Even hey, be fucking better. Before we move on to, to the next part of the gauntlet here, I do want to do a shout out to Regina Grace, one of our Patreon members and longtime fans. She's listening right now because guess what we're doing for the first time? We're doing a live stream of our podcast. So Regina tuned in. Uh, she's getting to listen to this as it's happening. Uh, gets gets to see how the sausage is being made here, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. So uh, Regina, thank you so much for your support. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, you being there for us and uh we can't wait to come and see you in either baltimore or florida we'll figure it out and uh, we typically we save this for the end we shout out our patreon members and their drink of choice i can't i can't wait <clears throat> do you know what her fucking drink of choice is a natty light natty light draft and get this hot malort out of a champagne flute oh! Hot, oh, hot malort. They, they keep it in a Kick teapot. Kick her off. That's what I told her. I said, Who I don't know if we're going to be able to. Well, we might have to rethink we having her on the show. Oh, Why is she so hurt? <laughs> yeah, what? what Regina, what, please, Regina, just reach out to us. We want to talk. We want to talk, girl. We're here for sure you. You're okay. I'm worried <laughs> about We can't give you professional help, but. <laughs> yeah. oh, this is oh, great. God. All right. All right. So moving into question number six of the gauntlet, ratchet and crazy customers. Kind of, nice. Thank you, Steve. Kind of like somebody who comes to the bar and orders a hot glass of Malort. So give it to us. What, what, do, you, what do you got, Kyle? Uh, let's see. Ratchet. Crazy. Um, I feel like, hang on. This is so... Such a deep category, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, and to be, to be fair, Steve, we have expanded this category. It can also be memorable customers, right? You know, I think a lot of times we think of these ratchet and crazy customers as somebody that's acted a fool. But what we want you to also consider is a customer that's made an impact on you. Somebody that left a lasting impression with you. All right, let's let's do the lasting impression first. Okay. Um, so working at Joe's Crab Shack, um, I had a regular come in. His name was Chris. I seen Chris seven times, a, or yeah, seven times a week, twice on Sundays. Just okay. like, like clockwork, like clockwork. Right. Um, he was he was a little um, handicapped, you know. But uh, a little handicapped or a lot handicapped? I mean, just a lot, Steve. <laughs> he said it. I just he, want to make sure so I understand what he was. Asperger's. Okay, so, so he was only a little handicapped, sure. Right, but he—I mean—he was very functional. Not that I judge the level of <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. You're sorry. walking a delicate line so, here, my okay. friend. Kyle, you <laughs> tell your story. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> he would come in, and we were we were on strict rules to he could have three Bud Lights, you know, and he would be there at three o'clock every afternoon. And then Sunday he would come in as soon as we opened, and he'd drink like eight cokes, you know, uh, just very. Very, he was one of his phrases. He would just sit there and be like, "Who's the man?" Like, what? Wait, what? He would say, "Who's the man?" Now, <laughs> he would ask you guys, "Who's the man?" Oh and, yeah, and, and and you were hoping that was he eliciting the response. No. Chris is the. Oh man. no, there was Chris is the man. Absolutely, <laughs> you're you're the man, Chris. You're That's fucking man. awesome. And so he would even when you know other guests would come and they'd sit at the bar, 
had his own spot. If somebody sat in a seat, he would sit like in the chair closest to them. And then he'd just like lean down and be like, who's the man? <laughs> that was just like his go-to line with everybody. Yeah. Yes, yes. Who's the man? And he, this is on, we lived on, or uh, we worked on the lake. So he had a boat out there and he would just ride his boat around. If we were out on if we were out on the patio, he'd just yell from the boat, "Who's the man?" <laughs> this is incredible. Oh, I like Chris. Yeah, Chris, Chris reminds actually... me of uh, uh, another guest that we heard about on the show from down in New Orleans. Um, what what was the line, Mike? Where's the meat? Yeah, Mr. James. Which, by the yeah. way, I what just saw. Not to line? interrupt your story, as Mike, Steve just Mike, did, but hold on. before you do, what's the line? Where no, there's the meat. There's the meat. <laughs> Six by eleven, thirteen and a half by twelve. You know what you're gonna do when you when you find that? Sit on it. <laughs> now, just just for the for the listeners who know what we're talking about, episode episode sixteen. I just saw Trent in town. He invited us down to New Orleans this fall, and oh. he said he said he could get Mr. James on the show. So no way. yes, he did. You got that's what I'm saying, dude. You got to make some more time in your schedule, Steve. So. I did have a question, Kyle. Uh, did this ever lead to any interesting interactions where a guest who was unaware of Chris's catchphrase, where they sat there and then he was like, who's the man? And <laughs> so, so people who didn't know, you know, they would be like, you know, Chris would be like, who's the man? And they'd be like, I'm the man. And he'd be like, you're not the fucking man. He, no, he didn't cuss. I'm sorry. He didn't cuss. He's like, you're not the man. And he'd get so pissed off about it. You, you Did you ever think about breaking the matrix? And like, right when he walks in, you're like, hey, Chris, I'm the man. Right? Yes. No, yes, what I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> but like, I was going to. Give Sorry. me my Bud Light. <laughs> Give me my ice cold Bud Light. Now, so what I was going to ask is, did you ever intentionally seat other guests in his seat to see this unfold? <laughs> Not, I would not tell somebody to sit there. Sometimes, like, if they were sitting there, it would be, like, you know, 245 or something like that. Mm -hmm. You show up early. I'm like, hey, man, can you scoot over just, just a seat? You know, a couple seats maybe just because. The man's coming. coming. The man's coming in. The man's coming. He just got you know? off his boat. He's thirsty. <laughs> he needs some fucking Bud Light. And he's the goddamn man. <laughs> we, had a, we had a plaque put on that, on that seat. Chris the man. <laughs> Nice. Wow. I love that. Unfortunately, okay. unfortunately, a couple of years ago, he passed away. But mm. you know, still, still the fucking man. God, I <laughs> hope, I pray that on his headstone, it just says he was the man. Okay, this is gonna, this is gonna come off as insensitive, but I'm just gonna go in head first on this one. Um, Chris would have made a great like pro wrestling heel. That his shtick was, I do have Asperger's, and I am the man, and that's the only thing I ever say is, who's the man? And if you say that you're the man, I fight you, okay? In a ladder match. To the fucking death, right? It's funny because uh, another friend of mine who, or that worked there, him and Chris were, like, best friends. You know, he'd go out on the boat with him and everything. Unfortunately, he passed away as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, it was like that. We would talk, like... If Chris was a wrestler, he would do this. He'd be like, uh, if you're if you followed, you know, wrestling, you're like like Eugene, if you know who I'm talking about. He was he played like a handicapped person, you know, mentally challenged and stuff like that. But um, yeah, he was like that. And you're absolutely right. We we joked about that. Like if he was if he was a wrestler, he'd be just like that. I'm the man. Anybody <laughs> and anybody who said they were the man, he'd just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Simple as that. Simple as that. 
Um, all right, you got uh, any more for memorable ratchet crazy customers? Memorable. Um, so uh, we did have this group come in to Joe's Crab Shack, and we had these tie-dye drinks. So they were we were on a wait, and they were just acting crazy. They were giving my partner like tons of shit, like. So then they were drinking these frozen drinks. They were like the tie-dye swirl. So they were different colors. They had rum in them. And so once she came back to me and she was like, these people are fucking assholes. I'm like, all right, I got that. So they ordered these drinks all night. I never put booze in them. <laughs> never, never once put booze in them. And they thought that these, they were the best drinks ever. <laughs> At the at the end of the night, we had like nine shots of Bacardi to do. <laughs> so what? you still you still rig it up, Board of course. It out, oh, yeah, absolutely, they paid full price for that shit. Wow, <laughs> bravo! Sir. That is great. That could be in hazing pranks and games, but I'm glad you put it here because a lot of times in this category, we tell stories about bad behavior. But those stories don't always end with the consequences that that customer deserves. And I'm glad that justice was served swiftly and served fucking hot for those yeah. motherfuckers. And they, and they came up and they were like, oh my God, they were, the best, they were the best drinks. These drinks were awesome. They still, they still didn't tip for shit. Wow. <laughs> wow. The verbal tip, I went to my landlord and said, hey, man, they said these drinks were awesome. He's like, well, you're still going to get evicted. So. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is uh, that is a uh, uh, that would be a funny bartender sketch where it's like the landlord comes to knock and I'm like they just haven't been tipping. I'm sorry, I don't have it for you. No, yeah, or but have, you just it, you do it. Come up, have the people come up that like tell you his that service you did a great was job. so great, awesome. We had oh, such they, a good oh, time. Hey, listen, I don't have money, but can I pay you in verbal tips? What are you talking? Well, I'm a bartender. That's how I pay my rent, and I've got these people coming down to the pub. You know, they're paying me in verbal tips. They love my service. And they were wondering if I could put that in place of real money. <laughs> um, that has some legs. We might want to talk to um, Joel Collinger. Would do maybe put a sketch like that together. Or, or maybe Matt Rangel. Yeah, Matt Rangel. That's who I meant. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, I love Joel. Awesome. That's actually who I meant was Matt Rangel. All right. Let me, let's keep it moving. You got anything else? Yeah, 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 yeah. One more. All right. So, uh, Ratchet customer. Uh came in this is in my managing days um the bar manager st patty's day i made car bombs for five bucks you know for, for st patty's day of course like most people do so the next day this group comes in and the guy's like hey uh talk to the server they're like hey i've seen you know we want car bombs we'll have like six of them so he ordered them up got them they took them came back to the table got his bill and he's like, what the fuck? Why is this like 55 bucks? You know, and, you know, the server's like, oh, well, he was like, there were five bucks yesterday. Like, well, dude, that was yesterday because it was St. Patty's Day. So mm. he called me over. Come over there and I tell him the same thing. Like, man, that was that was St. Patty's Day. You know, we do the specials it's on that. special, right? And that and that's it. He's like, well, you can you can do it today. You can do it today. Like, <laughs> no, sir, I'm sorry, I can't. He's like, well. If you don't do it today, then I'm gonna leave a bad. Uh, I'm gonna leave you a bad review. Dun dun dun. <laughs> and then, then like everybody at the table starts chiming in. Oh yeah, we're gonna leave a bad review. We're gonna leave oh. a bad review. And I'm like, guys, if you feel like you need to leave a bad review because I'm not gonna give you yesterday's special, then fine, go for it. Um, 
he left the bad review. Oh, can, can you remember what it said? <laughs> oh, I have it. I oh, Brady, you, you mensch. You mensch. <laughs> yeah, that's why I called him a mensch earlier. He's prepared. I mean, could he have had better lighting? Sure. But at least he has the review. At least he has. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but please, you actually have this? Uh, wow. It was on Yelp. Uh, All right, Mike, go? Phil, Phil, Mike. So, th- no, this yeah, reminds me. No, this is good. So this reminds me uh, of Happy Accidents, which we talked about because Amy Ward was friends with Tammy Boma, who works at Happy Accidents. They have a uh, board on above their bar where they list bad reviews as they come in. So they'll put up like the most heinous bad review of Happy Accidents. Um, so all the all the patrons can sit there and read it. It's fucking hilarious. That's pretty badass. I, I would always love, you know, I always love the bars where they let you write, um, you know, like write something right on the wall. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this famous place in Morgantown, Mario's Fishbowl, that the way that they do it is they only let you write like terrible shit, mm-hmm. like, bad, like your bad reviews in mm-hmm. your guest, right? And they put them on the wall. So, and they have a bunch of other shtick. I've talked a lot about this place, uh, how they boo you out the door. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in. yeah. And uh, so, you 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 walk in, you think it's going to be all this nice sentiment, and then you look on the wall. It's like my food took fifty minutes. I'm never coming here again. And then right next to it, it's it's like another post going. Just kidding, Bob. For, that was my post. You know? <laughs> That's great. Right, did, did you find it, Kyle? I got it. All right, hit it. All right. So this is uh, Derek B. Um, we gave us one star review. Three twenty two twenty two. So while at establishment, I ordered three Irish car bombs. They said they had to, to break it down into individual charges. Are you kidding me? Then they tell me they had had it for $5 yesterday. I asked to get some compensation as the price of as the price of 44 of $44 today was ridiculous. Instead, I was told we can't do anything about it. To me, that is a very that's very poor customer service, and I hate making this public, make this public thing, but someone needs to let these people know how, how they will be treated. As I didn't want it for $5 each, just a kind of break from $44. So the manager on duty gave me the owner's card. <clears throat> Probably not an appropriate way to handle our group of 13. Needless to say, I will not spend, in, spend money here again. Sad to say, but there are so many places that want to be fair. I will spend my money elsewhere. Okay. All right. I'm going to jump right in. Derek B., let me tell you a few things. $44 is not spending money. You're broke. Okay? Don't come back to my restaurant because if you think you're a $44 high roller, I don't fucking need you. You had a group of 13. Coax some more people into getting shots. Number two. Did you want them for $5 or you just wanted them for less than $44? Because I'm a little confused. Did you want the special or you didn't want the special, right? Right. Because you could have just written, I'm living and dying. I thought it was the special. They lied to me. They didn't make it clear the special is not available anymore. Okay. And number three, guy, it's a fucking holiday. Like, you don't understand that the special is for the holiday. It's not for the next day. It's ridiculous. And by the way, that has nothing to do with customer service. It's a pricing thing. You even said, he even admits... Poor customer service, but the manager gave me the owner's like phone number and information. How is that bad customer service? It's like a juxtaposition. It doesn't make any sense. So, and I was like, the one that made the prices. Like you know, the owner was like, "Okay, that's cool. You can do that." Like, yeah. 
You know what? If I was there, I would be like, you know what? How about this? I'll give them to you at yesterday's price if everybody at the table has one. And guess what? Go. Then it would have been sixty-five dollars. You fucking broke punt. All right, get out of my fucking get out of my establishment. I, I also, I'm I also. The, no, I'm I, sorry. I'm taking the show back because we're on an. Hour you just had the show. Yeah. Let me yeah, say I'm something. The show back. Oh we, fuck we're you. Only on question number six. We got to get to the question. Do you see? So this this is where the stopwatch is not going to work to my benefit because it's oh, just really? going to be Steve talking and then be like, "Oh, there's no more room for you, Michael. Fuck off." Next question. Go ahead. Question number seven of the gauntlet. Oh, hold on. I got it. Fights, arrests, and fires. Don't worry. My favorite category. I'm a little bit of a pirate. I swear to God, Michael, don't touch that fucking banner. Okay? Don't you dare touch that banner. All right. Question number seven. Fights, arrests, and fires. Tell us when shit pops off. People are in the fetal position. The kitchen's a smoking. There's a fight out in the parking lot. You know, the and the popo comes a calling with those red and blue flashing sirens. Tell us about when shit pops off. All right, so I messaged you about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, another corporate place that I worked at, they have wings, BW threes. <laughs> uh, Why is this? So, what? It, what was it's, that? It's, I'm sorry. What? BW threes, Buffalo Wild Wings. No, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need you. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> why is it why is it always Buffalo Wild Wings? We have had so many fucking uh number right. sevens it, from Buffalo Wild Wings. Maybe it has nothing to do with us. Maybe it has something to do with them. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> All right, sorry sorry, Kyle. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> All right, no problem. So crazy Friday night. Balls to the wall busy. Um I had a person I had a person there that I knew was a cop. You know, he was drinking blue moons all night. So that really, that comes to the story later. So closing time, last call. I'm up front at the counter. I'm doing my checkout and everything. And all of a sudden, I hear somebody come in the back door. And they're like, on the ground, motherfuckers, on the ground. Oh, shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Needless to say, this is like a couple days before Halloween. You know, we work in a restaurant. We work with a bunch of jokers, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I kind of look over my shoulder and the guy's in the office with a gun to the manager and he's like, open the safe, open the safe. So then as he's trying to open the safe, the manager is, the guy comes over to me, kind of holds the gun up to me and he's like, give me the fucking money. I told you to get on the ground. And I kind of look over at him, I chuckle a little bit and I go back to counting out my checkout. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Right. You, so you genuinely him. thought this was all just a prank. I thought it was a joke. Man. Is he wearing a? He's wearing a mask of some sort. A mask. Yeah. You thought this was like a coworker. Yeah, I thought it was a coworker. Wow. So I'm like, all oh, these motherfuckers, whatever. Ha ha ha. Turn around, he cocks cocks the gun on me, and he's like, I said, get on the fucking ground, and I was like, oh shit. He's not when you playing. hear that bolt snap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, and you're like, oh shit, he's not playing. So I get down on the ground. You know, fucking, he goes, gets the money from the safe. Didn't even have my, didn't even grab my money. He asked for my money, but I didn't give it to him. Didn't take my money. I had like fucking $800 on me that night. Wow. And so runs out and everything. So come back to it. I knew the guy was a cop that was, you know, fucking playing pool in the back. Was driving his cop car and everything, man. Ooh. I go back to him and I'm like, dude, we just got fucking robbed. 
He's like, there ain't shit I can do. Fucking dips out. <laughs> oh, shit. Run, runs out the side door, hops in his fucking cop car, and he's gone. You, was it yeah, a bunch you, of cops that did this? Like, <laughs> no. Like, he no. Yeah, because he's he's drinking at a, at a place with his cop car, and the in cops cop are car. about to be there. So he has yep. to get the uh, fuck out of there. So he, yeah. had to, he had to dip out real quick. Yeah. like, all right, what the fuck ever, man? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. That is so Dang, beautiful because that's like that's like one of the few times where you go to a cop and you're like, dude, the cops are coming. He's like, oh shit, <laughs> and he has to fucking run away. <laughs> so, you know, turns out. God damn it, that's uh, an all drink. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's fucking Canada, dude. Is what it is. So, goddamn Canada Canucks. Turns out. Turns out it's an old cook that got fired a few days ago. Told the manager I knew it was that an fired him. I knew that it. he was going that he was going to come back and get him. You know, he comes in, mask everything. We have no idea who it is. This dude wears the same fucking Jordans that he wore every day. Yep. To work in. So looking at the camera and everything, you find out. Oh well, that's fucking. That's fucking so and so. That's Leroy. So you weren't that you weren't that far off the mark. It was a coworker. It just wasn't a prank, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was. Uh... We we've had a lot of uh, we've had a lot of good ones for this category. This has also been a stumbling block for a lot of our guests that say, "Hey, I don't have a fight. I don't have arrests. You know, maybe I've seen a fire or two. We have never had armed robbery." So, yeah. I, well, I, no, I that's not been... that's not true. The first episode, my story was armed robbery. Oh, okay. That's yeah. yeah, it wasn't I, as ex- it wasn't as exciting as this one. I I did want to ask Kyle. So, what what position were you holding while this was happening? I was serving that night. Okay, you were serving. Was, so you were like in the. Again, I was a server bartender there, but that night I was serving. So you you were in the back area when you were like counting your money and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in that counters right there where you can do the to go orders and everything. Yeah. I'm amazed he didn't take your money. I think he was—he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. How? I think it's one of those moments where they're so pressed for time, the adrenaline yeah. run, they don't think. Yeah. Right. And here's the other thing: I, some of me, as a front of, as an originally back of house employee that went front of the house and have has been front of the house for the rest of his career, some of me kind of wants to believe that. This cook was just an idiot who had no concept of how much Kyle may have actually made that night. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and so he doesn't even think to steal from him because he's like, I'm just going to steal from the restaurant. That's where all the money yeah, is. I'm just going to get it from the safe. Well, what kind of relationship did you have with uh, with the cook? Uh, I didn't have any with him. He was, he like you said, he was just a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hence why he so, gets fired, right? You know, I, do, you know, I do have a, I have a kicker to the story. Okay. I knew another. I knew another police officer, and I'm like, dude, we just got we we got robbed, blah blah blah. I know who it is at gun like, at gunpoint, not mm-hmm. just robbed, robbed yeah. at gunpoint. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, who was it? So I gave him his name, first and last name, looked him up. He found out where he lived at, and needless to say, he um, he got taken care of. Oh Wait, wow! So you actually you <laughs> you got. You solved the crime. <laughs> well, no, they well uh, the manager solved the crime because he was like, "Oh, those are the fucking Jordans." Mm-hmm. Right, you passed so the cops. I got you. And, All right. and he's like, "So then I was talking to my the officer friend, and he's like, well, what's his name?'" And I'm like, "Well, here's his name." For anybody and- listening to this episode, please heed this warning. 
if you fuck Kyle, if you fuck Kyle over, <laughs> he will serve up some swift goddamn justice. That big, beautiful sunshine smile. Sod, my friend. Okay, we have we have there have been multiple examples on this show where his fucking cheddar biscuit justice is coming at you hot, steaming, ready. I'm fuck those you. biscuits. All right, going in, fucking hot. Question number eight: Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Tell us about how the close quarters, the friction of this business creates that party atmosphere that sometimes gets a little weird yeah and if we need to ask nikki to leave the room just let us know so <laughs> who knows the the innocent and the <laughs> Sorry, my, that's a fair point that's a fair point <laughs> but no i mean you know sex drugs and rock and roll is a huge thing in the in the industry um you know we've all done our things and everything you know worked out a couple places where hey you know you know where it's at when it's time you know <laughs> but cooler, you know where the place is go, at go in the cooler move the blue cheese you know <laughs> that is now get some of the blue cheese out right yeah it's weirdly eloquent the way you put that you know where it's at when it's time like that sounds like gibberish but unless you work in the restaurant business you're like oh i know exactly what they mean <laughs> now, i've got to i've got to ask did you and nikki meet through the service industry or is it just coincidence yeah. that you work together no, uh, we met through the service industry. Nice. Uh, that was gonna that was gonna be my sex part. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, it was. Yeah, it was. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's why I'm the co-host, Kyle. Okay, that's why. <laughs> but no, no, nothing real crazy or anything like that. Uh, I worked at One Joe's Crab Shack. It closed. Um, they gave us the choice to go to the north or the south side. I chose to go to the north side. Uh, kind of love at first sight thing. I walked in kind of for like a orientation deal. Uh, she was standing at the bar and I'm like, who is that? She was standing at the bar and she was like, who is that? My cousin started working there a couple of days before I did. And she was like, oh, you know, Kyle. So then she started stalking me. <laughs> oh, what a classic <laughs> restaurant. Now I understand why you stuck to Facebook for so long now. It makes sense. Yes. Well, I, I, I got to ask, you know, um, a little bit about the rock and roll part of this. You had to have seen in your years of shell fishing some pretty <laughs> epic parties. Um, that, you know, I have to imagine the type of party that really gets thrown at like a, you know, Red Lobster or Joe's Crab Shack has to be a very particular brand. So can you do you have any examples of like when shit has popped off in that environment? I mean, it was never at the restaurant, man. It was always, you know, busy Friday, Saturday night. You know, hey, we're going over so-and-so's house. Let's go. Mm, yeah. And just walk into just a rager, you know. Mm. <laughs> There's so-and-so making out with this person that you're like, I would have never guessed that one. thought <laughs> <laughs> you hated them. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, we, this person, somebody, you know. I think it was uh, Scotty, um, uh, Scott Rosario who we had on recently, who said, um, I didn't know uh, that the, or, or, uh, romance in the restaurant business are the two people that would, in every other situation mm -hmm. in society, never get together. Yeah. And then the restaurant <laughs> business somehow pulls them together like magnets. And it's a weird aphrodisiac in that way for the most random of couples. It's yeah. so strange. Random of couples and also sometimes, too, couples that are able to... Uh, 
to be able to make it, you know, the long run. Because we've had okay. several people on the show that met their significant other hey, in the service industry. So the that's lady, super cool. The lady and I met in a bar. We now work at the same bar. It's a beautiful union we've got going here. Yeah. So don't yeah. listen. I don't try to. Um, I don't try to downplay it. It is as romantic <laughs> as it is raunchy. Uh, <laughs> I was one. I was one that always said, uh, "Never dip your pin in company ink." Mm-hmm. And then you know. Or never, never dip your lobster in company butter, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. What a step to question. And on, and on that note. <laughs> question number nine. Oh, man. See, you, you, go ahead and hit it. Uh-oh. Hit it. <laughs> you, it. Do you remember us talking about how uh, Steve and the lady got together on one of the episodes? He he got her number from like DOS one night or something, and then he oh, didn't he fucking didn't her. text her for fucking weeks after they had like been talking. Yeah. And then you no, know what is fuck? You, you know, have this all wrong. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but the point is when he finally texted her back after all this, his line was, "What's kicking?" <laughs> no, let me just set it straight very quickly. Okay, uh, I got her number because she came in. I asked her out. We went out. I then ghosted her. Okay, for like eight months. Oh, you went out. Yeah, we then, fucking asshole. We then we then started going out again because I hit her up and she gave me a second chance. I then stopped and ghosted her again for like God. eight months. After the second ghosting period, my opening line to try to bring myself back into the good graces. Now, it's been over a year and a half at this point from the original interaction was, hey, what's kicking? God. Not, not my what, best work, not my worst work. Look where we are now, Kyle. Look where we are now. All right. What time was this text? Was this like an afternoon text? Or... Uh, it was probably like a 2 p.m. Okay. Respectful. Respectful. Thank you. Question number nine. There's the bell. It wasn't working there for a second. Bar hazing, pranks, and games. Now, this is Mike and I's favorite category as a show. This is how you kill time when the bar gets slow. Apparently, I'm Dr. Seuss now. I don't know. I don't know how to find <laughs> that shit. That was incredible. But tell us how you pass time when you're bored. Uh, of course, you know, the hot water and all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. We all do that. That one's good. Yeah, the lights on. Yeah, that's nice. That's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, another corporate place I worked at. Uh, we, you had mentioned this you place. <laughs> uh, we're on to question on the- nine nikki uh sex <laughs> drugs and rock and roll is over okay? All right. um yeah, actually i think you mentioned this place uh last episode or episode before but uh i worked at um top golf okay actually actually top golf <laughs> <laughs> not bottom golf okay right <laughs> and uh so you know top golf is three stories and so I had this bar back and, uh, well, actually it wasn't me. We had this bar back and one of my other bar, uh, bartenders, he was like, Hey, we need the bladder changed. So if you know, like in a, like a portable keg system, like a kegerator or something like that, you have to have a drink go somewhere. So you have to have a container that's at the bottom. Sure. So yeah. we call it the bladder. We had one of those It had like three taps on it. We had a, actually had a bladder on it. So my bartender, the other bartender, he's like, hey, dude, um, you're going to have to go down in the basement and empty the bladder 
that's down in the in the big cooler where all the beer is. You're gonna have to empty that out. So, dude goes downstairs. He's looking around like 10, 15 minutes. Comes back up and he's like, "Matt, where's the bladder at?" And Matt's like, uh, it's, "It should be down there, down there in the corner of the cooler." Goes back downstairs, gone for another 15 minutes. Comes back up. He's like, I can't find the bladder, man. He's like, it's down there. You got to find it. It's got to be dumped. It's probably it's probably going to overflow here soon. Goes back downstairs. So at this point in time, I think he's catching on. So then he asks somebody downstairs, hey, where's the bladder at in the cooler? They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so he comes back up and he's like, is there really a bladder downstairs? And Matt's like, nope, there's not. <laughs> God damn it. Only for the smaller kegerators, right? Not for the full yeah, keg. There's only there's only one, and that's in the in the three kegs over there. So Yeah, that has the excess. See, but the that's because would have an excess valve, right? Yeah, but I mean you even got me because at the beginning of the story I was like, wait, I thought there was a bladder. So that one makes this one even a little bit more devious because there oh, is yeah. some partial truth to it. <laughs> there are some keg coolers that have that like runoff. Right where there's like um, we used to use uh, and this is like an not a massive cooler system. This was an eight k cooler uh, tap system, and we used to have a runoff tube um, that would be an old like water bottle, like a Gatorade water bottle with the hole punch in the top, and that was the most right. Um, but most of them these days don't have that anymore, so that's just evil. You got this guy running around. <laughs> Where's the bladder? Where's the bladder? That was probably the best one that, that I heard. No, I love and this I've one. I've experienced personally. <laughs> I, lo- I love this question so much because I feel like the people that listen to the show, maybe it's been a while since they've pranked somebody. And I, I love the fresh pranks that come on because some of them like you said are classics like empty out the hot water and stuff but we've had so many good pranks and games on the show and i really hope it encourages more people to fuck with their co-workers that's really just what i what i that's what i hope we get out of this but, but within the context of alex velez mm-hmm. yes. yep. and this is important that he shared this with us make sure that you uh bring that coworker into the fold first. Don't don't make them feel or let them be disenfranchised in any way. Um because if they're not enjoying the fuckery, um it ceases to be fuckery and it starts to be bullying and that's not fun. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to build um morale and camaraderie with these sorts of things. Yep. So. Absolutely. Um all right, that's an awesome one. Let's move on to question number 10. I think Mike is frozen because he hasn't moved he is, in like 10 seconds. He is definitely frozen. Not even the birds are chirping, but we're going to power through. I'm sure he'll come back to us here in a minute. Um, question 10, firing and quitting stories, or Mike, as we affectionately call this category, oh, Steve, uh, it's Mike uh, getting 86 <laughs> <laughs> Um, tell us about when people get fired, get axed, get let go. Should be in the bag. Um, let's see. So the best one for me was actually what I did when I quit my, well, I didn't really quit. I'm taking a hiatus so that I can do the amphitheater. Um, I gave them a sorry for your loss card. No, are you kidding me? 
So hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not going to share the name, right? You're not sharing the name of the bar. Oh no, I'll share it with it. Yeah, what it's, was it? It's called the Pint Room. Okay, and you were a bartender manager there, right? No, just a bartender there. Okay, you're a bartender there. And yep. did they fire you? You had to quit. No, no, no. I was. Um, I'm taking a hiatus so that I can do the. So, so I can quitting do, maybe uh, is not the right word, but you left because you wanted to do, and I think you call it Ruoff, right? Ruoff Amph- yep. Amphitheater, right? Yep. You wanted to pursue this other opportunity. Yep. And you're telling me that you went to a store, you purchased a. I went to the Meyer. Okay, <laughs> that is. Oh my God, God, you Midwest child. Hold on, hold on. We're good, Mike. Mike, Mike, hold on. I want to rewind. Um, so we're on firing quitting stories. Mike's uh feed dropped there for a second, but yeah, Steve Jobs strikes again. My computer just shut off out of nowhere. Kyle, Kyle was just telling us how, um, his most recent gig that he he left so that he could pursue the Ruoff Amphitheater, he sent them a condolences card. Like a Hallmark condolences card after he after he left, right? Why and did you go on without me? This is bullshit. I, 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 I'm I'm hurt right now. <laughs> well, I asked him. I said to him, I was like, "Where?" So tell me about buying. I was like, "You actually went out to buy the card?" And he goes, "I went to the Meyer." And for all of our East Coast West Coast <laughs> listeners, that means fucking nothing to them. But that is such a good. Indiana fucking middle America boy that would go. I got to go to the Myers Absolutely. buy my fucking sentimental. I got to go to the, I go to the Walmart. <laughs> Can you tell me about the card though? Like, yeah, it, it was just a simple card, and I did take a picture of that one too. Uh, and what was it like? Get well soon. Sorry you missed no, me. Uh, sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> this was this was this was your two weeks notice card. Yeah, well, it was uh, my last shift at there. Because, you, you know, said- I talked to him before and I was like, hey, you know, these these three months while these concerts are going on, like, it's just crazy money. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. So who did you give the who'd you give the card to? I gave it to my bar manager. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and and he had, he or she had to love it, man. Oh, it was, it was great. It was great. That's a moment where it's like, hey, I know you just quit and you kind of left me high and dry, but. Come back anytime you want, man. You, you quit. Oh yeah, they're like you quit. They're like you can uh, you can come back anytime. Oh, um, in my deepest. Sympathy, I'm gonna tell. Listen, I'm gonna tell he's you. Gonna the read whole the, he's gonna read the card. Shut up, Steve. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in my deepest sympathy, wishing you peace at this time of sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, pint room. It is with much sadness that today, the twelfth day of of May 2023. <laughs> <laughs> On God's green earth. He's a man of many words. <laughs> will be my last day. It has been a it hasn't been a long ride, but it has been a fun ride. This is not goodbye. This is see you guys later. Thank you for the last seven months, and I'll see you guys. I'll see y'all motherfuckers soon. <laughs> yeah, boy. Kyle Brown. <laughs> Love that. Bravo. Love that. Bravo. Bravo. You know, rarely does this category elicit such deep, heartfelt <clears throat> sentiment. But you know what? Honest to God, when we turned the cameras on and I saw that face, I expected nothing less. So thank <laughs> you. you, Kyle. Well done. You have made it through the gauntlet, my friend. I can finally now 
not only hide the questions, but I can also hide the ticker so Mike can stop complaining. <laughs> I swear to God, I will fucking stab you, Michael, if you put that up. You know what? Let me just do this right very quickly. Don't you take me out of the studio, you son of a bitch. I will delete you. <laughs> I can't believe like I, I feel I'm still I'm still upset that I, I got booted and you guys just kept the gauntlet we going. We had man. to power through. We had to power through. And, and it was run, a good run decision. A time limit. You can't <laughs> yeah, right. Yet. Steve's like, oh, the stopwatch. We can't stop now. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad how I'm glad Mike picked up because the stopwatch was never going to be for me. Um, but <laughs> no, in all seriousness, Mike, it actually allowed you to come back with a, that great Steve Jobs joke that you've never told before. So <laughs> it was, it was so, it was so, it, so it, dude, this is a, a, a virtually a brand new computer, fully charged, charging right now. Listen, and it listen, just shut up. It's just like, oh, I'm done. I'm going to take a fucking break. I don't complain about <laughs> Apple technology anymore. Yeah, it's not for me. Fucking it. sell the thing and get a PC. Stop being a cunt about it. I can't. I can't. I can't. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you, Kyle. Kyle, (laughs) let's move on to our final couple My messages are blue. (laughs) Kyle, let's move on to our final couple categories here. Love my green bubbles. You know, apparently this is the show where we are going to change everything, guys. We're going to try to make it tighter. We're using a fucking bell now. And guess what? We're also not calling this category How's Our Driving anymore. Mike, tell the people what we're going to call the cleanup category. Calling it the cleanup category. No, you told me pay your tab and leave or something. No, right? it's so okay. So we have two. We have two more questions, which is cleanup. Because Steve's like, "How's our driving?" Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for a bartending right. podcast. Then right. the final question, or the final couple questions, is cash out. All right, pay your tabs, cash out. The point is, this is the Jesus cleanup Christ. section. We're gonna we're gonna start cleaning up the bar. This is where <laughs> you get to take over, Kyle. So we want all of your recommendations for. You know, anywhere in Indianapolis, anywhere near you, or anywhere in general, too. Yeah, yeah. Your recommendations on food, drink, anything. We also want to hear about other bartenders that we have to have on the show that you might Mm -hmm. know. So, give us all your recommendations. Take over the show. Send any uh, shameless plugs to our listeners. (laughs) I don't have any shameless plugs or anything. Um, I think you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. The banter, the banter between you guys is awesome. I love it. Like everybody says, you're like a married couple. <laughs> yeah, you, you heard him call me honey on Olivia's episode, right? I really did. I'm never going to let you live that down. Honey. <laughs> good night. Um, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of good places around here. Um, I will uh, shout out. The Pint Room is really good. It's a really nice place. 125 beers on tap. Um, Not as good as good when cocktails. you work there, but it's okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back, though. Actually, I, he texted me earlier and was like, Hey, you wanna you wanna work another Friday with me? And I'm like, oh, when is that? He's like the thirtieth. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm going to the Savannah Bananas, but you know, <laughs> in Fort Wayne? No, they're gonna be uh, downtown Indy. Oh, uh, nice. At the, at Victory Field. Love them. Um, but that's a great place. Uh, honestly, we just came back from vacation in uh, South Haven, Michigan, and it's a little little touristy town. You got a beach there. You don't have to go all the way to Florida to get the beach. But like all the places around there are really good. Didn't really meet any bartenders. We were on our anniversary. We did an anniversary bar bar crawl. Oh, nice. Um, so you know, we were just hanging to ourselves and stuff like that. And then plus the some of the bars were really full. So um any any places in particular that you really stood out to you guys while you're up there? Uh South Haven Brew Pub. 
was a good one. Uh, they brew their own, some of their own beers and everything. Their beers were really good. And uh, Black River Tavern. Tavern. Nice. Really that's, good. That's awesome. That's, uh, you know, you're not even from South Haven, but it's nice to hear some of our guests talk about curated spaces that they've just enjoyed yeah. recently. So that's why we really do this, this category. Any bartenders that you really feel in your life need to be on the show? Yes. So I actually text these guys today. Um, a couple guys I used to work with at, or with one, or actually I worked with both of them at a couple different places. Um, my buddy, Doug, he's been around, he's been doing it, you know, close to about as long as I have, if not longer. Um, he's worked at a lot of different bars. He's worked at like social clubs and stuff like that too. So he's got a lot of stories. Um, and then my, <laughs> and very funny. Um, he likes to dress up as Tinkerbell all the, okay. all the way to uh, the fake tits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or Halloween or just. No, I mean, just like a random Tuesday. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. I love that. That's great. That's um, great. And then uh, another buddy of mine, Matt Songer. Um, he's been around the game. He has been around the game for very long. I'd say probably about 10 years, but we've worked at a couple of different places together. Um but he's worked at a lot of busy bars. Uh, he worked at a place here called Eight Seconds, or not Eight Seconds, um, Saddle Up, which is like a country bar and everything. Used to have a bull, all that stuff. Uh, so I'm sure he has tons of stories. Uh, but yeah, man, the, those are the two that came to mind as right. that question was the coming up. The gauntlet's been thrown down. Yeah, put him on notice. On. Yep. You better yeah, text I, him. I did. You better send them this video and put them on notice. So that's always, <laughs> that's always a good one. Well, as we are now calling our final couple questions, uh, pay out and leave. What is cash that? Out. Cash out. Just ca why do you got to complicate it? Pay your tabs and cash out. Uh, <laughs> no, just, just cash out. Just the cash out. <laughs> our wrap-up questions, oh, damn it. <laughs> they're called the cash out wrap-up. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to punch you. <laughs> um, look. As we always ask Kyle, why do you still do this? AKA, why do you hate yourself? Oh, man. Jeez, uh, man. Honestly, um, the people that I've come in contact with, um, I've met a lot of good people. I met my lovely wife, you know, serving, bartending. Um, a lot of our friends and everything are people that we've worked with through the years. So you grow, you grow a good connection with people um, just because, you know, we're in the trenches together, man. We are there. We see them more than we see our family, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the people around, uh, people that you've met, just regulars, guests that come in, and just the fucking ridiculousness, ridiculousness that you have to deal with. Can I ask <laughs> you maybe uh, um, an indelicate question here? Um, you strike me as somebody that is, you know, very friendly, very happy, nice, outgoing, right? Um, easygoing too, like very easy to get, maybe, maybe just to, to get to know. And um, I can tell that you really value those interpersonal connections. You know, you you want to be around people uh, in your work life um, that you enjoy, right? That either fulfill you in some way or are friends to you in some way. Um, the indelicate question is, do you think that that part of your attraction to this business is, is it's, it is a business that allows you to get very close to people? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. That serves you in some way. Do you is that something you've yeah. thought about at all? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I think you know, as a bartender, you know, I do a lot of like private gigs too. You know, private parties and stuff like that. You know, people want you bring the party. You know, you bring the fun to people. So nobody wants somebody that's just going to sit there and be like, man, all right, what do you want to drink? Passive, Ooh. right? Yeah, like right. reactionary. You know, I, I honestly want to know, how was your day? You know, how's your day going? You know, did you have a good week? Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki's like, he doesn't ask me that every night. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly the opposite. Like, it's so true. He's just nice guy Kyle all the time. Always. Well, and it's yeah. it's 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 clear too from the stories of the of the regulars that you've had that you yeah. had you know you you've established a, a real connection with people you know so yeah, yeah. I think that yeah they gave Nikki money but they thought about you on their <laughs> on their they they gave, the I'm serious that's it, that's a more it, it in some ways it's a more intimate thought process and it, I think I you know we've spent the last two hours sitting here talking to you Kyle and I think the thing that I've experienced most even virtually is that I feel very safe with you, right? Which I don't think anybody describes me as a bartender. They feel I'm safe, right? Are. I'm serious. I'm being dead serious. I feel safe. Guys, I don't think anybody walks into my, I don't think, I don't think anybody walks into my bar and it's like, yeah, I feel safe to tell Steve all of my bullshit. I think that when people unload on me, I'm talking customers now that like, divulge things to me it's usually they're like steve's a degenerate i can tell him that right yeah. but i think it's uh, I, I, think, <laughs> I think maybe your experience is uh a little bit more intimate in the sense that they say hey i feel comfortable being around carl and maybe it's not they're like sharing their deepest darkest secrets but they're sharing who they really are and i think that that's a beautiful thing and maybe something that really fulfills you in this business i'm speculating but that's why i asked the question i don't know the backstory oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah and you're devious too i mean you'll, you'll not put you're not going to put the liquor in their drinks if they're fucking off too so yeah <laughs> well mike bring us home here final question of the wrap-up close up cash out pay your tab the cash out so <laughs> the kyle cash out. if you if you opened a bar what would you call it or what would the theme be got it been thinking about this for a while um i want to do uh mobile bartending I want to, you know, <clears throat> set up a trailer, you know, hook it to the back of my SUV and, you know, hey, we're having a party. Cool. I'm going to roll up. I got everything that you need. You know, I'll pull up in your driveway. I'll pull up in a park. I'll pull up at your grandma's house, wherever you want me to pull up. <laughs> and people just come up full and bar. order. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, kind of a kind of catering catering wise. Mm-hmm. but just to be mobile to go around wherever mm-hmm. like you know nikki's from st louis and i was like hey anybody in st louis wants to do a party we'll hook it up we'll drive it four hours down there and we will you know bring the like i said we'll bring the party man yeah that's what i was saying you were just saying earlier as a bartender you want somebody that's bringing the party and you're literally bringing the entire party on a hitch so i yep. love that do you have any do you have any like uh specials or any signature drinks uh 
I don't actually. Jagerbombs well, no, that, no, yeah, that's on tap. <laughs> there you go. Right? There's just a spigot outside on the on the outside. You just, yeah, it's just he's got the, the Jagerator. He brings the Jagerator. <laughs> exactly. <with him. laughs> I love that. What you need is he a makes power a box. Mean dirty Martini too, and Bloody Mary. Ooh, Ooh I'd love okay. to see you and Mike. Well, two of my favorites. Two of my favorite cocktails. I, I One... hate Bloody Mary. So, oh, come <laughs> on, man. Day. Come on. One day we'll be back in uh, Indianapolis and we'll and we'll do this right. Can't wait to meet you in person. And my friend, I feel so safe. I feel so Kyle, I bet you give a great hug. I bet you're an incredible hugger. What a time it's been. I hope you had fun too. Say goodbye to the people. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and sign us off. You know what to say. Adios, motherfuckers. <laughs> and as always. But you're still safe with me. <laughs> hey everyone thanks for listening along and thanks for drinking along we hope you enjoyed the show and if you did we release new episodes we're trying for mondays again we're trying but you know whatever we can or, or whenever we want to a big shout out as always to our friends over at trauma parlor whose song fast one you heard throughout the show please go check them out they're on facebook and spotify and show those motherfuckers some love damn straight they're the best and if you want to be one of our regulars follow us on facebook twitter instagram snapchat any other social media sites at brp drink along you can listen along anywhere you get your podcast just by searching the bartender rant podcast please subscribe rate and review this is the best way that you can help us grow the show and reach new listeners like kyle who was awesome uh, the more ratings and reviews, the faster we climb up the charts. And plus, Mike and I desperately need the personal validation. Look, folks, we just hope you feel safe with us. That's all. Yeah. You know? yeah. Feel, you feel safe enough with us to give us a little five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. <laughs> and don't forget, if you are a Spotify user, be sure to check out the BRP playlist on our Spotify pro- profile. You can find it in the show description. We've just got some really cool playlists on there for you guys. And it, it, most importantly, we have the BRP Industry Night playlist. Uh, they're all songs chosen by each one of the incredible guests. Divide the song number in the playlist by three to find out which guest added the song and there's some good shit on there there's also some really terrible shit on there so shame those bartenders for having a terrible taste in music i kind of like the bad ones because then you get to kind of chuckle like what (laughs) what a yeah what the fuck yeah you know um look do you guys want some kick-ass show merch of course you do i know you do because i love merch and so do you check out all of our amazing swag the link is in the show description and on our Instagram page. So I'm not going to say it anymore, but it's Prodigy DTG by X Slash It is uh, from now on after this outro. <laughs> guys, it's on our show description. It is in the Instagram page. Why are you not buying more merch? Look, I'm going to refine the merch page. It's going to be a little tighter. We're going to have more cool designs up there. Please check we'll get out. We'll get that blue cheese bitch and ranch. We're also going to get I Eat the Mustard up there. If you're from Maryland, and <laughs> that's you know, a good one. If you don't know, you can't afford it. And if you just want to hang out with Mike and me, join us the first Monday of every month for our virtual industry night happy hour. Have some drinks, meet some fellow barflies, listen to our guest bartender playlist, and tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting. Make sure you follow us on social media for all the links. I'll be posting them on our story. Now, for all of you shit talkers out there, please perk up your ears. It's your turn on the microphone. We've set up a bartender hotline called the Suggestion Box. This is where you can air your grievances, tell your stories, and frankly, 
just rant about the bullshit you just put up with all weekend long. Just dial 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T and drop us a line. Mike and I will play the best of the bunch and react to your crazy stories on this new bonus segment. So the next time the bar business has you saying, fuck me, just dial 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T. Very nice, Steve. Uh, yeah, and uh, that number is actually in the show description. So just go down right now and just plug it into your phone and then get, just give us a call. And once again, special thing, the first people that give us enough to have a full segment are going on the regular feed. So you can actually be featured on the regular show, not behind a paywall. So just help us out. It gives us some How more content. That, huh? And it should be fun. Just get, fucking just call and bitch at us. I mean, that's all we're asking. And if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, one of our Bozells, please subscribe to the Bartender Rant Podcast on Patreon. Uh, this link is also in our show notes. You'll get access to our bonus content like the Boilermaker Tapes, Ranch versus Blue Cheese, the Suggestion Box, and just like this time, this was the first time we did a live stream for all of our Patreon members. So we shift drink. You can, you know, we're going to keep, keep trying to add more stuff to our, oh, and shift drink, yes, but uh, our, our Patreon members had the option to actually log in and watch this episode live see how the sausage gets made and uh, see all the stuff that, you know, is behind the scenes and watch it before, you know, weeks before it comes out. So please consider checking that out. And you can always unsubscribe anytime if you don't like the content. No doubt. And if you want to be a big tipper, AKA one of our Bozells, feel free to leave a tip on PayPal under and Venmo coming, but on PayPal, it's under the bartender rant podcast at gmail.com. If you do, we'll list you as one of our executive producers for that show. And shout out your drink, and or sorry, shout out your name and your drink of choice right here. Yeah, Regina, are you there? Okay, no, she's not. Regina Grace is one of our Patreon members, one of our Bozells. She's been a, a supporter for a long time. She tuned in and watched the whole uh, episode live. So, uh, Regina, thank you so much thank for you. your support. And, of course, the uh, the drink of choice, the Natty Draft in the hot mer... mer- Merlot and a malort and a champagne flute, girl. Okay, natty light and a hot malort in a champagne fluid. Yeah, the man. last part of it is what's really disturbing to me that it's in a champagne. Fluid. Yeah. Just, All right, and then we got Javier with the daiquiri, Dac till death. Uh, he he actually tuned in too. He's a uh, uh, before the show. We got Leo from Brazil, living in Paris, France, with the grasshopper. We got Bramden, another daiquiri, but he also likes some car bombs. He, he was afraid that we couldn't say car bombs, but it's Thank the you, Bartender Podcast. Thank you, Bramden. We appreciate your support. And then Leah Grace with the old fashioned. I knew she was going to pick a classy drink like that. I absolutely knew it because she's, she's classy, just a fucking, she's a, she's a gem. Lady. She's a gem. And then finally, Chandler with the brass monkey, that funky monkey. Thank you all so much for your support. I don't, we don't mean to seem whoa, cheesy. Whoa, whoa. What about Mike and the seven? Oh, seven sorry, Mike. Yeah, big Mike. Mary. Sorry, big Mike. Yeah, my, my, don't my dad. Don't leave out your own. Uh, sorry, your own, dad. Uh, uh, the seven and seven with a maraschino cherry. Like I said, he does not, I don't get my taste from him. Because Doggy, my that's goodness. the paraphamilias. It's <laughs> the, the goddamn paraphamilias. But seriously, guys, we don't mean to be cheesy or anything. Thank you so much for your support. Not only does it help the show go, but it, it means so much to Steve and I that you guys like the show and you want to support. And if we can ever take this somewhere, it's because of people like you and even the people that are listening through all the way to the end. Just thank you guys so much. If you want to get your name on, a sh- on, on an episode, you can throw us 50 cents on PayPal. You can join our Patreon. But, you can throw but, us a quarter. Yeah, but more than anything, we just appreciate you guys listening along and being oh, yeah. a part of this. We really, really do. 
Yeah, Mike and I do this because we love the service industry and we want to bring you great content, but this is not our day job. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along. Drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their National Helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along, but more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, please reach out to the International Helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you, if you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast and we want you to stick around and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you and we'll see you on the next episode. I told Nikki, so we listen to uh, Do You Want to Start a Tab? Like, that's yeah. one of our things. Like, we listen to it together. I'm like, we're going to fucking Iowa and we're going to, where does he work again? Uh, he's uh, in Hotel Dubuque. Julian. Hotel, Hotel Julian in Dubuque. Hotel and, Julian. He's, and he's about to open up his own place. Oh, Carl, dude, will you do Carl me a favor? Actually, Carl actually you do came me a favor? to town to Baltimore this past weekend. We saw a hardcore metal show together. And so he's like on the mind. And I keep going yeah. for Kyle and saying Carl by accident. So I apologize. That's, that's one of the most mix ups with my name. People, there's actually uh, at the pint room, there's a regular that comes in. And for the longest time, I told him my name like three times. I'm like, my name's Kyle. Like, you call me Carl. My name's Kyle. So after the third time, I was like, you know what? I'm just Carl to him. Like, <laughs> he's going to call me Carl. I'm going to answer. You know, and then one of the servers went up and he's like, what did you just call him? Well, you know, his name is Kyle, right? He's like, holy <laughs> shit, man. I've been calling you Carl for the last three months. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, I would love if you could do me a favor. When you go to Dubuque and you see Carl behind the bar for the first time, could you please order an old fashioned from him and then complain when it doesn't Wisconsin. have brandy in it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's okay. this that's the slogan of your of your mobile bartending thing. Just you're safe with me. <laughs> Just in big letters all across the, the side. Safest bartender in the business. <laughs>